0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter.
1: This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter.
0: And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, we're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com, find the blog at obsessiveviewer.com, and you can like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. That Facebook group, by the way, is really fun, and I really encourage everyone to check it out. Um and yeah, so today on the podcast, we are joined once again by frequent frequent guest Robert feckus hi well, feckus hello, hi, good to be back. welcome back, and today we are talking about split, which i 'm really excited about. last week, we mentioned that we may be we uh last week we last week we mentioned that we may be reviewing Patriot's day, but then I believe it was that night I got a uh, a message from Mike. <sighs> Uh, our uh, our co-host who's on sabbatical, who he uh, sent in his Pine Tree Perfume for Split, and he mentioned that we should definitely check out Split. So I was like, you know what? Let's change it up, and let's actually review Split. Um, Yeah, and uh, we'll get into that in a bit, but first I have a little bit of housekeeping, and then we can go into news. Uh, First, uh, the piece of housekeeping is that uh, this episode's sponsor is sponsored by horror movie yearbook, which is a podcast that I've referenced last week. Um, it's a podcast from the Midwest podcast network that takes a, uh, a specific year, each episode and dissects, uh, a few horror movies from that year. They recently did 1987, and they talked about Prince of Darkness and Near Dark, and they really incorporate a lot of fun stuff into it because they they contextualize the discussion of the movies with the current events and pop culture of the year that it's set or that it was released in. So it's a lot of fun. They play a lot of fun games in in term in the interludes between the topics. So it's really fun. I highly recommend checking it out. It's Horror Movie Yearbook. You can find that at horrormovieyearbook.com. And at HM Yearbook on Twitter. And as I said before, we're going to talk about split, but real fast. We have some, we have a bunch of news actually to go through, guys. Um, and I, we didn't really prep uh, this, this section really, but a lot of stuff has happened in the past week since the last episode. Um, namely, I just want to mention Fecus, I know that you're not bringing this up for uh, for Potpourri, but you've been watching Black Mirror.
2: I have, yes. Which,
0: nice, which, uh, of course, on my solo side project podcast anthology, I do review every episode in a bonus episode series, um, which you can find at anthologyball.com. But anyway, I just want to point out, Fekus that you did send me a text. You've been texting me about your reactions to Black Mirror, and you said, and this is a direct direct quote, guys, I I owe you a giant apology for taking so long to watch this show, I beg forgiveness I hate when Cassie gets a hold of my phone. I just know, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really uh, I had to take a screenshot. No, I took wait. You
2: you are right. You were right? ra- raving about that show for so long, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure it's decent. No, it's <laughs> there's been some. Episodes where you just kind of have to sit quietly for a moment and ponder Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's great stuff. Oh, yeah. And Tiny, you just recently finished it. I great. did.
1: Nice. Absolutely. And I agree with Feckus. It's really good. Nice. I don't apologize. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> that
0: was perfect. Um... Okay and then the next couple things. there's a there's a few things here um I might see about doing a complete bonus episode regarding one of them but anyway um the next up is uh Woody Harrelson did his Lost in London um live stream movie did were you guys uh, did I, you guys know about that I know
2: nothing about this
0: Oh really Interesting yeah, do I. I don't
2: know
1: much about it either
0: No way. Okay. I I
2: heard about it, but I,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, so he had basically his whole idea was that he, uh, I guess in London he got arrested one time and he decided to make a movie about what is the worst night of his life. Um, and so he made, he wrote the movie. It's Lost in London and he shot it, but while he was shooting it, they live streamed the entire shoot of it into theaters in a Fathom event. (laughs) On uh, it was uh the the twentieth, I think, uh January January nineteenth. I'm sorry, um, in January nineteenth, uh, they basically did a live stream of the whole movie. So it's all like one take. It's all it's all one continuous thing. Wow, um, I believe.
2: Got to be insanely difficult.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, and so uh, it's funny because I didn't go. I didn't. I it was on my radar. I wanted to check it out, but I didn't even think about it. But then one of our listeners, Andy, who we met at Popcon a few years ago, Mm -hmm. he uh, he sent me a message on Facebook and said, "Hey, it's Andy. It's Andy. Are you going to be watching this Lost in London thing?" I'm, uh, I'm sort of excited just because it's going to be unique and like I'm sitting there thinking like oh yeah that, that would be cool I, that would be uh, that'd be really cool to check out not realizing like he's sending me messages as he's in the theater to start. <laughs> like well crap it's, it's tonight just tell him off his phone in the theater <laughs> <laughs> no but, uh, but yeah so so I asked him to give, give me some feedback on like how it was and everything so I'll just read through some of the messages that he said and I hope that he doesn't mind because these were private messages on <laughs> Facebook but anyway uh, he said it was really neat uh, relived a really Bad night for Woody Harrelson. And then at that point he was waiting for the QA to start. And uh I asked how the QA went, um, and then the next day he told me that it was interesting. The first person other than Woody they acknowledged was the cameraman for good reason. A couple other things, there was a scene that came off as a little awkward, and it turns out that one of the actors that was supposed to be in the scene accidentally left. Um <laughs> and and this this uh this uh he said the other big issue was that they were worried about uh, they were worrying about was that e- earlier in the day, unexploded ordnance from World War II was found near the bridge for the final scene. Jeez, <laughs> so so it was closed earlier in the day, and they weren't sure if it would be open before the final scene, which is kind of like I mean, if I was if I was like in charge of that project or if I was involved in that project, I would have been. I would have been freaking out. Right. Like It would have been incredibly stressful. This is it? It the most
2: random complication for right. it a World, it a world right. War II. The war's been over for yeah. 70 years. Right. Jesus. It was I it just like pop up. Like, hey, look, a shell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I and mean, if you were at the bottom of the ocean or something. Right. Sure. That's different. But. It's like right
2: in the middle of it's London, London Tower. It's London. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's one of the most famous right. cities as in the world. Well,
2: a field in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs>
0: right. And uh, he also said that... Uh, Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was the actual person that was uh, was was he was with the night that the movie is based on, Uh, but when he was uh, when he was figuring out he couldn't figure out how to make Leo funny, so he used Owen Wilson instead. So Uh, uh, so that's interesting. interesting, What was he arrested for? I don't know. I I don't know all the all the promotional stuff that they showed. I'm surprised that you didn't see it because they showed it in like front of movies. in the lead up to it the last couple months.
2: Yeah. That's, that's not cause that's, eh. they always do the fathom events at the mm-hmm. AMC that I go to.
0: Yeah. And he, uh, he's it, like, it's just a basically him talking about it, saying like, oh, I'm going to do this and explaining it. And then he's like, and if it fails, I'm going to, and if it, if it doesn't go off, right, I'm going to, uh, jump into the Thames, uh, <laughs> and effectively end my career. <laughs> um, I, so love, yeah. I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah. He is, Me he too. is amazing. He so is great. great. Oh yeah. Um, So that was cool. And thank you, Andy, for giving me some feedback on that. And uh, I hope you you don't mind me sharing our private conversations. (laughs) Um, And then uh, last few things, really. Um, This is really brief. It's not anything that needs to really be harped on. Um, And I want to... (laughs) I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be an a hole about that, but um anyway, uh, this doesn't need to be harped on or anything, but um after the inauguration of Trump, uh have you guys heard about this he will not divide us live stream thing that Shia LaBeouf is doing? No. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf really is not on my radar. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So at the Museum of Moving Images in New York. Outside of it, he put up a wall, like him and a few other, like like artists, like an artist collective. Quotes: I don't, I don't get art, but uh, <laughs> but no, they they have a camera set up against a wall that is uh, basically supposed to be sh- live streaming for the next four years. <sighs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, I'll read from the website. It's he will not divide. Us. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, that's clever it's it, it is kind of clever all right it says commencing on 9 a.m or at commencing at 9 a.m on january 20th 2017 the day of the inauguration of the 45th president of the united states the public is invited to deliver the words he will not divide us into a camera mounted on a wall outside the museum of the moving image new york repeating the phrase as many times and for as long as they wish Uh, open to all 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The participatory performance will be live streamed continuously for four years or the duration of the presidency. (laughs) 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 In this way, the mantra we will not, uh, he will not divide us acts as a show of resistance or insistence, opposition of optimism or opposition or optimism guided by the spirit of which individual participant in the community of each individual participant in the community. So you guys haven't heard anything about this? I no, have not. but
2: you know what? That's it's not it's, a. I, I kind of like it. I you know it's it's a tad pretentious, but it, I, it I, is. I I kind of like it's it's fine. Well, my, it's bold. It, uh-huh. It's bold. It, yeah. it is. It's a
1: four-year movie, right, right. right?
0: Well, and that's all oh, of a runtime. That's the thing. It, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> exactly and
2: suck at Richard Linkletter. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had I was weirdly fascinated with this Friday night. Um, like I didn't have much going on, so I was just hanging out in my in my apartment on my couch <laughs> watching and this feed. I would check it like like at random intervals. I'd be messaging my friends and being like, "Oh, check out the guy in the orange coat." There was this real like it's I'm, weird. Well, I'm gonna go watch seeing, it now. Yeah, like, I'm gonna have to out. see it. Oh yeah. yeah, like seeing like seeing them just repeat the same damn thing over and over again in different different ways. It, it's an it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious, and uh, for my taste, like I agree. I I get it. I'm I'm not. Uh, uh, my my you know feelings on the state of the country and of of the government is kind of falling in in their line a little bit. But I don't really see a purpose for it. But the whole point of bringing this up isn't to bring politics up. It's to bring up that it's kind of fascinating. <laughs> um,
2: I think it'll be fascinating to watch the people that get up there and, and you know, somebody's gonna go up there and, and fuck with it. Yeah, and that oh, happened yeah. last night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of fascinating because the first night I was watching it and, like, there was one guy who, like, first of all, there was one guy in an orange coat that kept dancing, like, as people were saying it, but they weren't saying it in like a, in like a rhythmic tone. They were just saying, he will not divide us. He will not divide us. He will not divide us. And by the way, when you hear that over and over again, it starts to sound like so many different things. <laughs> like he, like he, uh, what was the, um, uh, he won't have to bite us is what I, what I was hearing. <laughs> That's um, good. You know
2: what? So yeah. a legitimate, uh, claim, right? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. will not let Trump
0: bite me. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so that, and then, uh, like, there was... Oh, yeah, excellent. Excellent this.
1: I hope somebody Bogarts it, just like writes a script and and like p- blocks it, <laughs> right? and just just like <laughs>
0: rehearses and they just
1: show up and they they completely film a scene. Well, what's
0: what's interesting is that Shia LaBeouf was there like the whole weekend. Like he'd pop up randomly and like he it's it's fascinating because there was like one guy who he was basically like he was kind of like rallying the troops and he was talking about how like how like well we our government is based on this and stuff and then he actually said. Like the perfect kind of in my opinion most like okay this is the these this exact type of person that's gonna say this is like we all saw we all we've all heard hamilton i'm like okay so that uh, gives you uh, and which man. which the hamilton soundtrack is fucking amazing by the way like i i've been listening to it non-stop but it's like okay like don't reference hamilton in this rousing like speech like it's not that doesn't give you the like a I don't know a degree in political sil- science or anything, but anyway, so he was he was kind of starting to get it. Like it seemed like he was hinting at the point that like we need to overrun <laughs> overrun Trump or something, Jeez. and then like and then Shia LaBeouf just totally like Bogarts his spot, and he's like he just starts saying re- he will not divide us into the camera. Like he was clearly <laughs> like Shia <laughs> so was like I better <laughs> yeah, stop this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back
1: to my point. Right. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then there were, there were a few other things it's this has been really entertaining to me um this could probably even have been my potpourri but i I digress but anyway um there was uh one guy at the end of like friday night that was just there kind of by himself and he kept saying like like he kept saying it like at that point i kind of like in my brain i was like okay this guy is kind of like my favorite character Um, (laughs) and he kept saying it like he was saying it very solemn and very somber and everything and then like some guy came up and was Some guy came up and was like, Oh, hey, what's this? And he's like, Oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a live stream thing. And the, the, my favorite character guy, he was, he was very chill about it. And then the other guy was like, Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that's going into outer space, you know. Like every every transmission is going right into outer space, and it's I mean, he's not wrong. It's just going. And he's not, <laughs> but he was like, he was very like into that, and then the guy was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's that's cool, man. That's that's cool. I'm sure that yeah, aliens, 13 billion yeah. years, some ge- right. some jack off out
2: in the middle of yeah.
0: uh, the Milky Way is gonna find this, right? <laughs> and like the guy said, like, yeah, aliens could be listening to this, and then he's like, yeah, I'm sure that's, I'm sure they're cool, and then and then the guy was like, it was clearly like an awkward moment and the guy was like well I mean I don't know the aliens so I don't know if they're cool or not oh my god ghosts could be listening to this (laughs) yeah but finally like uh, a couple things one uh, was that um Someone had oh uh, some a couple of girls came up to him when he was when he was there, that, that guy, and they took a picture of the wall and then the guy the guy said like uh yeah, it's pretty cool, it's it's live and then the girl misheard him and said, Yeah, it's an iPhone six. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god. <laughs> that's random. Yeah. I give it a week before some like homeless guy gets caught just jacking up right I, that's, in front of the camera. Yeah.
0: Part of that, that's part of the reason why I keep checking it. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, oh yeah. But anyway, and then a couple other things. Last night, and I I won't bring this up all the time, but although I think I will set like reminders I was gonna say I wouldn't
2: mind the little updates of what you're saying. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: um but like uh last night someone ordered pizza uh for like the people that were there and like they found out that it was like some guy in California. Um which, uh, that was kinda cool. Okay. You know, wow. yeah, four large pizzas. Um and then uh and then I checked last night and like there were some there were some guys that were like I don't know if they were actually Trump supporters, but I'm willing to think that they were just internet trolls, but it was weird because they kept saying like internet troll things like, uh, like God bless Mark, uh, uh, how do you pronounce his name? The guy that, uh, the, the, uh, the
2: pharmaceutical, yeah, yeah. Screlly, I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: God bless Mark Screlly for upping the, upping the upping the price of medicine a, a bunch of a bunch of fucking cucks need or something I'm like <laughs> jesus i'm like okay it's in my opinion it's lame to say that stuff on the internet anyway right it's just stupid trolling stuff it's like 10 times more lame and cringeworthy when you see someone saying it in person rather than on a screen right um, and to add, to add like the, the perfect icing on that was that every time he was up at the camera, he had his face covered. Oh, like, you dude! Y- you know what? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so that was entertaining. Typical
2: it's, keyboard warrior.
0: Right. Exactly. So, uh, again, that's that he will not dot divide us. No, he will or, not no, no, divide wait, dot us. There you go. Yeah. Again, that's that he will not divide dot us. And, uh. Yeah, that's that was that was yeah, really interesting. Something. Yeah, um, and then I have a couple other news things. We, I may just try to do like a bonus episode or something about the Oscar nominations because we don't really should we go into those. Yeah. I, I've
2: just skimmed them.
0: Okay, so the Oscar nominations are out there. We actually have a group discussion on the Facebook group, so there's that. If you join, please. I posted. I posted. Nice. I haven't checked the replies yet. Really. Um, and then finally last thing this also doesn't really need to be brought up or anything but oh uh, there is a title for Jackass. some movie that's coming out in December <laughs> uh, I'm so sick of
1: all the hype around these stupid star wars oh my movies. god I know Everyone's I'm so always...
0: over it um no the the title for episode eight was announced uh, this week it's gonna be Star wars the last Jedi uh what do you guys think about this uh, about this title here? love it
2: yeah, love it.
1: Okay, I'm a fan. I think it's it's bold. Again, I nice. used that word a little earlier, not to harp on it, but yeah, it's bold.
2: There's so many implications <laughs> to what it could mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and as the internet has very much pointed out, Jedi is also plural for Jedi. So, mm-hmm. are we talking about Ray and uh, Luke? Or are we just talking about Luke? Mm-hmm. We're just talking about Ray. What are we talking about here? So, there's a whole lot to to look into with it. So, I, I like it.
0: There totally is. Uh, No, no, I saw – like in my head, I saw headlines saying like, what does the title mean? And then in my head, I'm just like, it means it's the title of the movie. I mean, that's just – that is what it is. I
2: did see a cool Instagram post of them – like – the people working on the film were putting into the crawl, so they they show oh, them really? working on the film, and you see the opening crawl for the movie, and okay. it says "The Last Jedi." So, was,
0: oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
2: So, it was, I, I thought that was neat. I know nice. there have
0: been videos of uh, Mark Hamill, and I want to say, uh, uh, oh wow, what is her name who plays Ray? Um, Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. I think they've had they have videos of their like reaction to the title. I haven't checked them out yet, but I'm I'm curious to uh, see. Oh yeah, I'll have nice. to watch that. Yeah. But um, trailer if, coming. I bet. Probably. be doing the Beast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh mm. yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's a good guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna try to avoid all trailers. Oh, I know? can't. Yeah, I
2: can't. I can't do that, especially not for uh, a a main series Star Wars movie. Sure. Nope.
0: Sure. Nope. Uh, then I'll be the rogue one of this group. And
2: Shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> damn
0: it. Anyway, in the Facebook group, a uh, friend of the show, Tony Troxel, actually he. Uh, he posted a comment in the Facebook group, uh, discussion about the title, and he said that, um... He said
1: that the subtitles of episodes
2: did. 7 and 8 form a full sentence. They, yeah, yes. that, that was good. That was
0: good. That was good. really cool. Uh, yeah, so he had said his actual comment was, I like how it's been pointed out that 7 and 8 make a sentence. The Force Awakens the Last Jedi... Which that alone, I'm like that is that's, that's that really is cool. actually yeah, pretty right, cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then he said, "My I speculate that episode nine will be titled, Who hits the snooze button button for five or Who hits the snooze for five more minutes.' <laughs> which I, I I I like that. That was a funny. Yeah, yeah. A old. Yeah, but the thing that I don't see a lot of people discussing about it really is that uh, the font for Star Wars is red. red. Yeah, which um you know. Well, I think
2: it's yeah. I, I think it's just. I think we all know it's gonna be kind of a, a darker mm-hmm. uh darker than the Force Awakens. So I, I think it's kinda yeah, they've be never more... done
1: that before. Yeah. Right. That's what's kinda of weird about it. like you know, Empire Strikes Back was dark.
2: Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's you know, that was thirty some odd years ago. It's true, ago, different right. age of marketing. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not trying to read too much into the whole red font thing. Yet. I will right.
2: read too much into every little bit of information <laughs> that comes out about this movie.
0: There was a I, I, I will know. say that my my opinion of the title I, I thought it was i thought it was kind of just eh. like I, I wasn't too crazy about it because i don't know like you think of like episode two attack of the clones episode five um empire strikes back and it's like those have like very
2: attack of the clones isn't exactly a great title, i'm talking though. about just
0: the phrasing just the, the the actual words used it's it's more of an action type of like attack of the like should have been attacking
2: episode eight the dueling of lightsabers clash boom boom that would actually be
0: pretty cool pretty cool cool subtitle um no but it it just kind of feels like okay the force awakens and the last jedi it's like sure i'm sure i mean i'm gonna see it but damn right you will i don't know yeah yeah Anyway, <laughs> um, so that does it for news. And uh, let's let's get into our review of Split. Um, and before we actually do that, I do want to mention real quick. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. I was a guest on the Nerds You're Looking For podcast, their year in review episode. I was a guest on there and talked about my top ten list. It was a blast. I had a really good time talking to them. So check that out at thenerdspodcast.com. And so okay, Split is the latest movie from Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Um which I we can we make a promise, guys, that we're not gonna say Shyamalama Ding Dong at all. On I this had podcast. no intention of doing okay. so. Good. Take
1: all the wind out of my sails.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just every every time I hear that, I'm like, that seems like kind of just the okay, all right. That's kind of like, like he's he's been around for 15 years. Yeah, uh, it's like the easy. It's we get it. it seems like an easy joke. True. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, it's hard to talk about this movie because it's M Night Shyamalan, so it's obviously given his pedigree. It's there's potentially stuff to spoil. Um, so we're going to do just kind of a broad spoiler-free review. Um, we'll keep it as vague as possible, and then we'll go into a spoiler review. Um, but before the spoiler review, we'll actually get Mike's Pine Tree Perfume in there too. So anyway, the uh, first of all, how do you guys feel about M. Night Shyamalan at this juncture in his career pre-split? Um, I, for one, was a massive, massive fan of his first four movies, um. Yeah, four movies. I like, and I'm including the Village in that, even though I, like, kinda, I still
2: like the Village. I, have you revisited it? Yeah, maybe? I have. I okay. still, I still enjoy it. I okay. think it holds up. Tiny, have you revisited it? Not in years.
0: Okay, it's like I I saw it again. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. It's not as strong as the first three, as as Signs, Unbreakable, and um, <laughs> The Sixth Sense. I accidentally said Signs first, but anyway. Um, but I mean, it's, it's fine. I, I, I do like it still, but it's not as much as I liked it when I first saw it. But, um, like I was a massive fan of those movies and then I kind of feel like he got kind of a little bit of an inflated ego. Um, obviously the happening happened. Um, I'm not going I actual... blocked that from Yeah. Oh, um, so the, ha- there was the happening. I never even saw after earth or the last airbender. Um, and even the visit i talked about it uh was it like a year and a half ago two years ago yeah. about a year ago yeah and uh and i just i really did not like that movie um even though people were saying that it's you know they were pretty positive about it saying that it was it was pretty good um i saw it and i just thought like okay this guy is completely out of touch with how, with how human beings human beings communicate to each other and also um it just seemed like the kids in the movie it seems like he is so out of touch with like youth culture that it's it's it was glaringly like distracting how how um out of touch the dialogue was and the actions with with the kids were for me in the movie. So I I didn't like it. And I, I appreciated the twist in it, but also the end of it was like, oh, okay. Did not
2: appreciate the twist. It was so really? telegraphed. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. It's not missing anything. Yeah, it's,
0: okay. yeah, it's it, it wasn't good. But yeah. anyway, so I honestly, in seeing the trailers for Split, first of all, how, how did you guys, how did you guys feel about M Night Shyamalan?
2: M Night Shyamalan's been a roller coaster with me, and kind of like you, because huge, huge, you know, peak when it comes to Six Sense, Unbreakable had always been my favorite. Uh, signs, Village, I even enjoy Lady in the Water. I, I, I think that's a, a decent movie. I'm not saying it's a great movie, yeah. but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. I there was aspects of it I thought were stupid, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, then happening was, well, it was one of the worst movies like I I've, I've ever remember seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even see After Earth because it just looked awful. Mm-hmm. And with Last Airbender, I saw because my wife was a huge fan of the show, and it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So. That there was a you know there was a valley of I I was done with In Night Shyamalan, yeah. then uh, then Devil came out and I was like ah, I'm not going to go see that and then oh, yeah. I, I heard some hype about it and it was on Netflix like yeah, fine I'll watch it and you know I actually enjoyed it it was it was a yeah. decent movie
0: he didn't actually direct that. I know he I know but he wrote it gotcha
2: then um, the visit yeah uh, you know, then I was like okay we're back to he's gonna you know he had a little slight peak mm-hmm. done because I, I hated the visit and yeah. then the trailer for split came out and to be honest i thought it looked garbage so i Same had here? zero intention of seeing this movie mm-hmm. zero intention until i got a text from matt saying oh hey, you want to be on podcast review this movie like <laughs> no god damn it <laughs> <that.">
0: <laughs> yep uh tiny how about you and M.
1: Night pretty similar relationship i i mean he was at the time i was collecting dvds and blu-rays at the time dvds i mean it was before blu-rays when he you know his career first started i I was like, this is one of those directors where I'm going to get everything he ever does. Yeah. Like, that's the attitude I had at the beginning. And I, oh, yeah. I collected all of his DVDs for a while. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I lost all enthusiasm for his creative ability mm-hmm. um, after The Happening and some of those other ones. I also agree. Lady in the Water is a decent flick. Um, I think. Uh, I haven't seen The Visit. Happening was terrible. Last Airbender was terrible. Um, yeah, I, I think. I, I don't know. I, 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 for a while, I was like, he just needs to stop writing mm. and maybe just focus on directing. Yeah, I don't um, know
2: what it was with his career. I, yeah, huh?
1: I, I'm not sure what. I, I don't know what it was, but he, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't enthusiastic at all about anything he was coming out with, including Split. I was mm-hmm. in the same yeah. ballpark as as Fecus. I was like, I. I multiple personality disorder or whatever you want to call it. Disassociated
2: it is, identity disorder. Disassociative, yeah,
1: disassociative <laughs> identity disorder, which is actually the technical term for it now, I guess. Right. I, whatever. Uh, I was like, that's played out. It's been used so many times throughout.
2: I, I just thought of identity.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, and just any number of movies, It's it's been used sure. several times. Um, and I was like, that's, that's played out. I, I don't find it very interesting anymore. It looks over the top. I was not enthused at all. So that's kind of my... That's where I was regarding hmm. M. Night Shyamalan.
0: Nice. And we'll get to we'll get to that in the review, obviously. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and also uh going going into like the uh, going into split, like I mean, honestly, I was not I was not interested in I think part of the I think to kind of talk about, like, to kind of go into what you guys were talking about with, like, what happened with him, I think that he just got a really big, like, inflated ego. And that was even, that was really, really evident in Lady in the Water. For me, because, I mean, the guy, the guy wrote a character for himself that is a yeah. guy, yeah. Like, a guy
2: that's supposed to change the world. Yeah, with right. his
0: writing. Right. I'm like, holy I get, crap, I get that, yeah. Yeah, and that that took me out of the movie. Also that and the guy who only worked out one arm and was... was oh, no, I ripped. thought he, I, I enjoyed his yeah, uh Who played him again? I can't remember. Uh That was... Freddy Rodriguez. Freddie was Rodriguez? It was Fred- yes. Freddie Rodriguez. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I liked him. But he was right. fun. Yeah. yeah, and so with with M Night Shyamalan, I just think that he he just let a lot of the um, the kind of fervor for him in his early career kind of really go to his head, and that's that's kind of where I was at there. So when I saw the pr- tree, uh, trailers for Split, I was thinking, okay, this movie kind of feels like he sat down and said. Okay, Hitchcock, I see Psycho. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> do that twenty three times.
2: Well that's kinda what I thought with Visit too, is like, oh all you guys doing these yeah. uh final footage films, I can do that too. Right. And it turns out I couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing that I I love about this I yeah, I didn't like the visit hardly at all, but I like this this part of his career that he is basically he's in like he's his name doesn't carry the weight that it used to so he is borderline un un uh financeable so now he's at blumhouse productions i was going to
2: say this blumhouse productions thing right. kind of saved his career yeah it's kind of like
0: their their whole thing is that Blumhouse production Jason Blum he like he's the producer of it he basically that production company gives um, total creative control to the filmmakers in a budget of around like five million dollars and they have complete total control over over the product but they cannot go over that budget at all so they meet the budget they have complete control they release the movie at a specific time of year it opening weekend January it, yeah yeah opening weekend it blows that blows that budget out of the water with it with you know obviously I mean the the split made like I think 40 million dollars 40, yeah. yeah knocked
2: yeah. out Rogue One
0: oh yeah so uh so yeah so without like let's stop kind of jerking each other off here and just talk <laughs> about split <laughs> So that's a preamble for our review of Split. Split is uh, a movie. I'll just read the plot description from IMDb. Uh, three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities and must try and escape before the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th. This movie stars uh, James McAvoy and Anya Taylor-Joy, who was previously in The Witch. Vivich. Yeah, The Vivich. The, the Vivich. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll just kind of talk in broad terms and, and – uh, Give our basic review of split uh, so what did you guys think overall, without going into detail or um, I would even say kind of divorcing yourself from because we'll talk about more divorce of the big yourself from the last five seconds pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so what did you guys think of split as a movie
2: I, I hate to say it, but I really enjoyed it yeah. I, I like i I almost wanted to hate it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and
2: I hate saying that because uh, it, it's almost just like wanting to put put your pet down. It's Like, let's put right. M. Night Shyamalan down. Yeah. No, I I walked out of that movie surprised to have liked it mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. and I I don't know. Like, I it it kind of reestablished my fervor for M. Night Shyamalan, which is stupid mm-hmm. because it's one movie. It, right. It's it's one movie out of like the last five that I've liked, mm-hmm. but. No, I really I really dug it. I at first I thought going into it was going to be a uh, jump scare fest yeah. Yeah. and it ended up being more of a thriller which I I I appreciated. I appreciated the breaks and uh the the uh and the tense moments for not so much levity but the uh com- you know the conversations with the doctor and things like that. Mm-hmm. So no, I just roundabout I surprisingly really enjoyed this movie. Nice. Tiny,
0: how about you?
1: Uh I I just could not believe that uh, James McAvoy was dead the whole time. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I had to make that joke too. The obligatory dead the whole time, Joe. Right? <laughs> uh, no, I was really surprised at how much I liked it. Nice. Um, I I gave it like an eight out of ten on IMDb. So that's I mean that's wow. a pretty good rating. That is. Um, I, yeah, I was shocked. I I did not see this coming at all. Um, I thought. Everything from the trailer made it look over the top to me. It made it look um, awful. Yeah. Just oh, over yeah. Top. I mean, I I saw James McAvoy, one of his personalities, it's no secret it was in the trailer, is a, a, boy, a yeah, yeah. boy. And I was like, that's not going to work <laughs> That's a terrible decision. And I was like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan probably thought, oh, this is a bold choice. I'm going to have him play a child and it just completely didn't mm-hmm. work. But I don't think that was his intention at all with that character. And I think the gamble he took really worked. So that's just one example of the many things that worked in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was a return to form for M. Night Shyamalan from a writing and directing perspective. Um, I was really impressed with it. Performances were phenomenal. Uh, okay. across the board even for the girls yeah. yeah i mean yeah i talk about how much kids suck uh yeah they, <laughs> you're not wrong yeah uh
0: have you seen the vit- the vitch uh the witch yet, <laughs> i have any? not but i okay. really want to you nice. should. it's on you amazon really Prime. i recommend it
1: definitely so uh performances were great writing was great i love the cinematography mm-hmm. same cinematographer as it follows
2: nice. um, yes uh, and i fact yeah. in fact i read that he went after him after seeing yeah. it follows yep exactly that's awesome
1: so uh i really enjoyed it um it's way too early to talk top ten.
2: Oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It, I, th- I think right now it probably has potential. It, it could be an honorable mention, or it could just completely not
2: make the list at all. We'll just see what twenty seventeen. I was gonna say it's the third week into January. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's I mean, way it's through.
0: my current top movie. <laughs> yeah. year also, I mean, actually, it's not yeah. mine
2: after today.
1: But you know, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. to see oh, it on nice. my list somewhere at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, nice. I, I
1: echo that. Yeah, nice. Possibly.
0: Okay, so for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, w- w- the trailer, I mean, like I go back to talking about The Visit and how like I really don't think he knew how to write kids in that movie at all. And like in the trailer for Split, like I, I just had such a... I was so primed to dislike this movie because in the trailer, like in the opening of the trailer is James McAvoy getting into the car after the girl has just seen that the father is in the back of the, is is at the back of the car, putting groceries away. And like the girl says to him in the trailer, she actually says, pardon me, sir. I think you have the wrong car. And like, all I thought was like, who, who, like a stranger has just gotten into your vehicle. Like, why are you not freaking out? And it just, I don't know. So I had kind of a grudge going in there and then, um, i would
2: almost disagree with you on that really because that's that's a very awkward moment or yeah. that would be very like how would you expect to react to that like if like he would have popped in aggressive sure but he just kind of sure. sits down in the car and so that's confusing to everybody and, i yeah. g- I get that reaction and
0: that's fair and like, i actually
2: uh, that's kind of like well uh sir what are you
0: <laughs> uh and in the actual movie i didn't i didn't mind it but i was just like in the in the trailer i was kind of primed not to like it um for that for that reason cuz i was just like okay here here we go but my overall thoughts on this is that uh is to borrow your analogy i i'm so glad that in at least at this point M night Shyamalan has stopped pissing on the floor and he's finally found the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't, well, I guess the toilet, if he's, if he's a pet that he, he's found the litter box. Um, so we don't need to put him down yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I honestly, I, man, I really, really liked this movie. Um, it's not without its faults. There are some issues that we'll get into that I had with it that, uh, we can talk out. Um, we can even probably talk those out in the, uh, non-spoiler review probably but anyway it's not a perfect movie there are some issues there but this movie had moments and had moments in it that i like this is the like i came out of this movie thinking holy holy crap i forgot what it's like to like an m night Shyamalan movie you you almost
2: don't know what to do with yourself yeah
0: i was sitting there and like the whole time and we'll talk more about this in spoilers the whole time i was like thinking about it like he actually, he actually did what he did in this movie. And like it, like the movie is structured really well and it's put together really well. And it's like, and I have some, some issues with some of the writing, but it's like, I was so, I was, I couldn't think of much, um, in, in the end, like at the end of the day, I couldn't think of much criticism to Levy at this movie because I thought it was really solid. Yeah, I um, I thought it was very well paced. Yeah. I, I mean, the characters were engaged. Mm-hmm.
2: However, I if it weren't for James McAvoy, mm-hmm. you almost it, it wouldn't have worked.
0: I, I agree. He has this charisma and he's yeah. he's phenomenal he's, in the right. movie. If you get an actor um, that's
2: only so so in that role, it's n- yeah. it obviously you know it goes without saying it's not as strong as the movie, but I think right. without someone like that, the movie just doesn't period. It doesn't
0: work. I agree. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there were I mean there were moments that I just I was really, really into and it. Was, it was pretty tense. I, w- I wasn't like terrified of anything, but I, I was really into the thriller aspect of this movie. I
2: was too. Um, in, yeah. in fact, so much, so much so, cause I, obviously I was probably about a week late to seeing the movie from mm-hmm. the release, but the internet was already a buzz about a big twist. Right. So I go in there trying to predict the twist mm-hmm. as I always do. But about halfway through, I found myself so engaged in the movie. I, yeah. I, I stopped and okay. I was just engaged with the characters.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll say I'll save that question for for spoilers but um like in into your point Fecus, about the the breaks in the narrative where where he visits the psychiatrist I thought that was really good Oh, I
2: thought those, those were some yes, of my favorite scenes Absolutely. so good
0: it added so much texture to the story because like there's there's moments where um, uh, I'll save that for spoilers um, yeah th- there there's some like her her uh, her story arc in the movie where she's she's talking about how she is the she the, he's her patient. Um, some of the some of the avenues that it goes down in the in the narrative of the movie made me like, like it really uh, painted uh, painted the story in, in a very uh, three dimensional way for me like it added some inter- interesting context uh, to uh, for me. Um, and I was into it.
2: And I, I'm, I'm glad that I was surprised that those scenes were even in the movie because what I was expecting out of this was an hour and a half of these girls with James McAvoy just switching, me too. switching characters. Yeah. Me too. So with the psychiatrist breaks and uh, her flashback Flashbacks. breaks, which <sighs> that those so, those were so engaging for me because I saw the writing on the wall with those, yeah. and it it was just a sense of dread with with those.
0: But, I did too. I I think that he did that a little too much. I, not, no, not necessarily. No, I think,
2: I think he <laughs> I think he nailed it with really with that particular. I don't want to go into it because the sure. spoilers with that per, particular uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought he nailed it.
0: I think the the con the, like the content of it was was good. I just think that he flashed back to it a little, a few times too too many. No, like, it was
2: good. Well. I, you're wrong. No, for, for me, for me, I thought it was really good build-up. Okay, so
0: okay, sure. Tiny, what do you think of the flashbacks?
1: I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. I okay. think I think it was a good choice, and I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was. I, I think I could have used one or two less yeah. of the flashbacks, or. I think they could have been more focused on the central theme of the flashbacks. Yeah, I feel like at the beginning I we just didn't really know what they were or I, didn't really know what yeah. it was supposed to how it was supposed to influence the character in the present. I feel I
2: for me that made it stronger just really? because okay. it, you, you want you want to know where you're going because obviously they're showing you flashbacks for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's like how's yeah. this affecting her? And about I want to say probably third flashback in i was like okay i see where this is going and i I, for me it was really good build up Mm -hmm. and
0: i i (laughs) like what what he attempted to do there and again we're being very vague so we can talk more in detail about it in spoilers but i just think that it i think that it could have used a a little bit of trimming here and there because we flashback to it so much that it was almost kind of a concurrent like subplot that we're learning the backstory in this, and when you have that plus the therapist, plus the girls, plus plus uh, James McAvoy yeah. doing his thing, it kind of felt a little cluttered. And I was trying to, like Tiny said, I couldn't really find something to latch onto with uh, narratively for those flashbacks until like the fourth or fifth one, yeah, where I was like, oh, okay, this is this is where it's where it's going with that. But we'll talk more about that in spoilers because I have a way to essentially completely disregard what I just said about it and <laughs> find find uh, better. Ease in it, I guess. Um, so, I mean, I guess I get there's not really much else we can talk about in non spoilers. Yeah, because
2: this yeah. is really a spoilerific type of film.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, overall, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, overall thoughts on the movie, uh, where do you see – Do you will this make you more interested in seeing an M. Night Shyamalan movie or do you think that this is a, a one-off thing?
2: No, it, it's rekindled my interest. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe I won't be like scrounging the internet for information on sure. Shyamalan's next movie, but when I see that he's filming something again, I'll be like, good, I'll, let's mm-hmm. see what you got again. Yeah.
1: Uh, same for me. It's, it's, it's reignited some passion or some uh, some enthusiasm. But mm-hmm. I'm not like you know. Oh, he's back. People are like, he's back, and I'm like, I don't know <laughs> right. if he's quite back. But he's yeah. he's making waves. I'll say mm-hmm. that. So it's I'm glad it's it's yeah. a step in the right direction.
0: I agree. Like I said, it, I mean it. It feels good to like an M Night Shyamalan movie right, again. Man. Like yeah. it, it really, it really does. Bring like him back. Right. <laughs> as long as, as long as. I mean, probably as long as he was, like, hot and the kind of it filmmaker, as long as that lasted has probably been as long as he's lasted as kind of a joke. Honestly. No, right, no, yeah. you're, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's just... Yeah. His like career a, was a
1: punchline, basically. Totally, yeah. oh yeah.
0: And it's it's reached a point where, like I said at the beginning of this review, I honestly forgot what it's like to be a fan of an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, And I'm really glad that this movie kind of came out and just rekindled my my interest in him as a filmmaker. And yeah, uh, one of my big things about him as a filmmaker in, I would even go so far as to say there are moments in the happening that, that can uh, be a, a testament to this is that like, he may, he may be kind of an egomaniac in terms of, of how he writes the, uh, writes his, at least writes himself into the movies. Like Which I'm thinking
2: he needs to stop that. He he does. It takes he does. you right out of the movie. It really yeah. does. Cause then you're like, there he is. In nice yep. mm-hmm. yep. And
0: so. it's even like that in, in signs. Like th- when you see him, yeah. like the, the family's in the pizza store and the yeah. pizza shop. And then you see him out the window. And then one of the kids says, that's him. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> really, really?
1: He thinks he's Alfred Hitchcock. He yeah. does. And, and he's not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and even, even Hitchcock was mu- much more subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it he you know, makes it a point, like, here I am. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, he's become a punchline. I'm I'm glad that to see him do something that is not uh punchline worthy. Right. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's a solid entry. And I'm, I'm really, I really hope that this, uh, bodes well for his, his career going forward. I, it, um, I've heard, I've heard the word, uh, Shamalama a sans Shamalana sans I like that. Um, me too. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that could be something we get. Um... Yeah, so that so that is our non-spoiler review of Split and we're going to have what I am going to guess is a pretty pretty big uh spoiler section. Right. Cuz it is an M Night Shyamalan movie to kind of break up this um here is Mike's uh Mike's little 3-minute clip that he he uh sent me on his way back from seeing the movie. He is it's spoiler free and you can feel the pain of him talking about it because he wants to talk about it And spoilers. So here is this week's Mike's Pine Tree Perfume check-in in in his review of Split.
5: Listen up! This will only take a second! Hey Matt. Hey Tiny. Uh, It's Mike. I'm super tired. I'm driving home uh, and I just got out of the movie. Went a little heavy on the Pine Tree Perfume there, kid. Sir, it's a taxi cab air freshener. Great,
0: you've pinpointed it. Step two is washing it off.
5: Hey, obsessive viewer listeners. Matt Tiny. This is Mike, and you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And I'm back again for another Pine Tree perfume for you guys. Uh, it's Thursday night. It's 9:35. I'm not as tired as I used to be when I used to do these suckers. Uh, but I just got out of M. Night Shyamalan's recent movie Split, uh, and I gotta say, my first reaction is one of Uh, pretty overwhelming enjoyment, Um, maybe a little bit of surprise as well. His last venture, Visit, um, was met with pretty, pretty uh, good reviews, uh, pretty mixed reviews, I guess. Uh, I I initially thought it was pretty good, and then over time uh, found that the the characters in the script were too grating to really enjoy the movie and ultimately considered it a dud, but as we know, uh, M. Night Shyamalan has had a pretty checkered uh, past when it comes to his uh, his critical reception. Um, the first thing that has to be said about Split is it is a powerhouse performance uh, by James McAvoy. Uh, it's, it's no uh, spoiler to reveal. Uh, it's no twist to talk about that he plays uh, a man suffering from uh, what I think is Dissociative Identity Disorder uh, Multiple personalities Right So he's got like 23 different personalities uh, And his ability uh, To go From one uh, uh, Accent One voice One character To another In a single scene Is incredible Incredible Uh, He he plays kind of a a church lady type character at one point, a a stern, strong, scary type guy, and uh, also a nine-year-old boy uh, at another time. All of which are just fantastic performances. If anything, go see Split for McAvoy's performance. Um, I also really enjoyed Anya Taylor. Anya, I don't remember her name the girl from the witch uh, i also enjoyed her in the witch and she was pretty good here um i do have a few complaints about it and and unfortunately i don't i can't really talk about them because i think they'll they'll tread spoiler territory um there were a few uh flashback moments that seemed a bit incongruous and and really kind of forced um in terms of giving us what we need to move the story along uh, or i guess to end the story the the uh the flashback scenes in themselves kind of uh put uh, uh a little bit of a halt in the story as it was going and kind of unwanted other than that some of the performances were okay uh i think uh aside from the the female lead the other two girls in the movie um are are um i wouldn't say impressive but but Serviceable at best, better at least than uh, the two kids in the visit. Um, so I really just want to talk about this movie. I, I, I don't know that I would recommend it or or tell anybody to go out and see it now because uh, I think that that certain people will find uh, certain negativity uh, or or um, certain things that they don't like about it for sure. Uh, but I think it's a movie worth talk about, worth talking about. Uh, there is a a pre credits. And uh Stinger, which I think is, is uh worth talking about. Um I think it I, I can't tell I don't know. Can't do spoilers. Anyway, it's interesting. Uh, once again, this is I am Mike White on Twitter. Mike White back for a uh, pine tree perfume. And I'd really love it uh, if any of you guys heard this and, and had a few thoughts and you saw Split and you let me know what you thought. So I hope everything's well. Matt, Tiny, uh, let me know what you think of uh, Split. And I can't wait to talk to you guys later. Good night.
0: All right, and uh, we're spoilers on. And before we get into the actual spoilers, guys, I just want to say, like, seriously, if you're listening to this, thinking like, okay, well, it's have Night Shyamalan, I can get spoiled or whatever, I would go so far as to say, seriously, heed our warning. Go see it without being spoiled, and really experience that experience because it is a movie that its its ending is carries some very interesting implications. Uh, for the movie and it's it's so satisfying to not be spoiled on it. So Yes,
2: it is. Should yes. we start with that? Might as well get it out um, of the way.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. Okay, so so that was my that was my Spoiler warning, warning, here is now the actual spoilers, so we are free for spoilers. Can you guys freaking believe... I couldn't, dude. That I... the 24th personality was Professor Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a mutant. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. That's fine. Okay, no, but seriously, like what did you guys think of like nobody how did they, yeah, nobody like, my saw God. that
1: coming and if anybody <laughs> says they did they're full of all kinds of shit dude yeah. i was
2: smiling ear to ear yeah like I, it like at, uh, to that point i thought it was a good movie when i saw mm-hmm. that i was like i fucking love this right? yeah <laughs>
0: like this was my whole thought process go through throughout the movie i like the whole movie i'm thinking like you know this is pretty solid like he's like he's doing better with with dialogue it's very engaging there's some really interesting stuff here there's some really good um acting and performances here and then and then like like it reached a point where like when he transformed into the beast like in the in the uh the the therapist like tries to stab him and it just the Fucking knife yeah. breaks. I'm like, yeah. I don't even care. Like this is supernatural, and I don't give a shit. This right. is cool. Yeah. I, they, I thought
2: that was going to take me out of it with the the breaking of the knife, mm-hmm. the uh, the crawling on the walls. Yeah. I, it it almost did mm-hmm. until yeah. the end, and then right. and then it pulled it together. I'm like, yeah. well, it it yeah. brings it into a whole new universe. Totally.
0: Now. Oh, it literally yeah. and like. What, what i loved about it is like the way that the ending happens and if you are still listening to this and you you haven't been spoiled but you don't care about it basically this is what happens in the last like 45 seconds of the movie so and this was my experience watching it too so i'm sitting there and i realize like okay this is interesting he's it's been underneath a zoo the whole time and i think that there's I won't, I won't go into that that's unrelated so um so the the girl is rescued that's that's cool then we see a shot of him and like i'm sitting there thinking like okay he, he got away he got away okay all right interesting that's that's kind of strange um so then we see him somewhere and he's talking into a mirror to like the beast is talking to hedwig the kid um, and they're talking about it and like, I'm hearing music and I'm like, I like in my head, I was just like, huh, that's weird. That music sounds a lot like the music from unbreakable. Oh. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. And then like in my head, I was like, I wonder if, I wonder if M night Trumlon is like, is like really insecure right now. So he's using the, using the music from <laughs> his, uh, his old, like a, a quality movie that he made. And then I, and then I was like thinking like, and this is all happening in real time as this is going on. I'm like, but wait, that's weird. Cause, um, Oh, wow uh. James Newton Howard? Is James that? Newton Howard. Yeah. yeah, James Newton Howard. I'm like, uh, when they did the opening credits, I didn't see his name. It was someone else's name. That's that's weird. So I'm just like, okay. And then we get to the diner, and we get like a fucking slow zoom to the to the TV, and they're talking about how like and the and the, what's being called the horde is, and I'm like, and then the music's starting to swelling, and I'm like, I like I was sitting there, and I was like, what, what? Like I was saying out loud, like what. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then the fucking camera goes, and there's fucking Bruce, Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. It is so, Mr. it is Glass. so beautiful. And he's alive. Yeah. He's been alive yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, and like, it's what's puts the, puts, Puts even more icing on the on the cake of awesome that is that ending is like the the line that he says is they called him Mister Glass. They called him Mister Glass. Like, yeah. ah, the same they
3: last
1: line. They called him Mister Glass. Oh. <laughs> oh
0: my god! So cool. So so cool. And like I was I was blown away by it. I was literally blown away by it. And then uh, my friend that I saw it with uh, was just like I don't I don't get it. Yeah, that that happened. Love yeah, that. like I yeah. was.
2: Uh, I, it was pretty crowded theater, and mm-hmm. that I went to go see it. At, and I had people to the left of me and people directly to the right of mm-hmm. me, and both groups of people said, well, "What's that?" Yeah, and, yeah I, I felt I, like I was, I was the
0: only one kind of freaking out. Right, I think and I, I felt person. the need
2: to be like, hey, guy, hey, go see Unbreakable. but right. you know, then I'm that creepy guy at the movie right. The
0: right, And like, I turned to my friend. I was like, I was like, uh, uh, they, they were like, uh, I don't get it. I'm like, we just watched Unbreakable too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And oh my god, it just uh, it like blew my mind. We,
2: we just at that point we just saw an origin film. We just saw yeah. an yeah. origin oh, yeah. film for for a villain, mm-hmm. and at that point I was I was blown away. Yeah. And that, now the whole him having almost supernatural
0: powers it makes sense. it makes it fits and, yeah. and it
2: fits everything. Yeah, it, fits it perfectly. justifies
0: that it's so. Mm-hmm. And uh, something I didn't even notice until I was reading about it was that. Uh, the, like there's such an emphasis on like tr- uh, the train wreck, like the the something about the train station with with the beast. Yeah, like he has to go to the train to to get it, like to to get it to come out. And uh, and like David Dunn's like big moment where he becomes a superhero is that he goes to back big, to the train station, yeah. and uh, and his even his origin that finds as a train wreck. I'm just like it. It's so it's so brilliant. And I was just sitting there thinking like fucking m night Shyamalan did that like fucking did it
1: and it's what what blew me away about it is that you know the sixth sense was a like a cultural phenomenon like everybody saw that fucking movie Mm -hmm. it's people still make the dead the whole time joke i mean Mm -hmm. it's it is a still in the public conscious his his the crowning jewel of his career so far he could have very easily just decided to make a link to that movie mm-hmm. right but instead we have you know three quarters of the theater being like what i don't get that ending right. because he linked it to his other movie that yeah. was It's more of a cult uh, th- to
2: me it's, 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 it's always successful. been my favorite yeah. it
1: was successful but it wasn't yeah. even close to a cultural phenomenon no, that, you know, right you had a bunch of people who don't know what the hell
0: it is yeah
1: but i was like that's uh, just it was like a bold choice i keep yeah. i keep saying that i don't know why but it, it was
0: it was very bold yeah and like and uh and Fecus, did you did you did you see the similarities between the posters? No. Okay, I just sent you a text. You'll see it when you get it. But um yeah. but I'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But um it was a very bold choice. And it's what's interesting is that like reflecting on Unbreakable, um, I just watched it again last night for the first time in a while, um in years even, and like that movie is is really ahead of its time. Yeah. I mean, it's a grounded superhero story. Right like years before we did right years before we got, uh, like these gritty realistic, uh, superhero movies before the superhero movie boom, really. Yeah. Um, in the, in what I have a lot of respect for M night Shyamalan for is that he made a sequel to a superhero movie about an origin of a supervillain at a time where superhero movies are like freaking huge right now. mhm And he disguised it as a thriller. Yeah, like he did not. He like this was a surprise, and he could have. I mean, he could have released. He could have had Unbreakable Two, have it marketed as Unbreakable Two, have it be Unbreakable Two, and probably get a lot more money out of it. Um, Maybe really,
2: maybe uh, I. I don't know if I necessarily would agree with you on that. Okay, like I like. Unbreakable is my favorite of his mm. films, but it's definitely not the most well known.
0: It is, it is, a, it does have a cult following. It, it is a cult, uh, a cult movie. But I think, I think at this time, if people were revisiting, uh, were to revisit M Night Shyamalan's work and, and go back to Unbreakable, I think that they would gain a m- bigger appreciation of it. Um, and maybe that's kind of the point of this whole thing. Um, but yeah, the the picture that I just sent to Fecus is um a side by side comparison of the unbreakable poster and the split poster, and they're very like it's like uh the unbreakable poster has like uh, kind of a broken glass shards throughout it. Um and split has like the same thing. <laughs> we should have seen it we coming. We should have seen it coming. <laughs> so freaking cool. Yeah. Tiny, you've seen the picture, right? I posted oh, it. Oh yeah, in the I saw chat. I saw it in the podcast, yeah. 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 Oh man. So cool. So cool. So, and it's not a twist. It's, it's really not. It's, it's a not, link. Yeah. yeah. He
1: links oh, yeah. it to another universe. It's a surprise. I, yeah.
0: It's, it's not like
2: it's a perfect, perfectly tied bow on a present. It is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, Oh my God. Like, and it's funny too. Cause uh, up until that point, cause I kept I, like, I had read so many things or, right. or titles to articles yeah. saying things like discussing the big twist and mm-hmm. uh, split. And I got to that point, and I was like, "Well, the movie is pretty much over." And I was like, "What? I guess this. Right. The, I guess the twist is. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what the twist is." And then I was, <laughs> right. and I was like, "Jaw on floor."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I just want to mention, Nerdist posted an article. I saw
2: that. Yeah. I was like,
0: what the hell? Piss pissed me off. So did, did you see it before? No, 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 okay, no. no, no good, I saw good. that. They,
2: they spoil it?
0: They Well, okay. This is the head You be the judge of whether they spoil this freaking movie. The headline of the article on Nerdist is, M. Night Shyamalan reveals how Split became a bracket, spoiler, end bracket, sequel. Oh, fuck that. Like, what? No. And then, and then the URL for the link is... Uh, Nerdist.com slash M dash night dash Shyamalan dash splits dash unbreakable. Oh, come on.
4: Like, what no, the
0: fuck? That's, That's
2: not cool. No, yeah, that is not cool. Not and Nerdist should know better of. than that. They yeah. really should. That sucks. Yeah. For any- I was... Ugh. I, sent, I sent my brother a message saying you need to see this movie, and and I didn't say anything else about it, and I really hope he mm. sees it before this is for him.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's what I was telling a former coworker of mine that works in the same building I work in. I go down and visit him on my break sometimes, um, and we talk about movies all the time. And I'm like, like he is usually like, I mean, he's usually pretty, pretty like cool with like getting spoilers because he doesn't go to the movies that often. So like, if I tell him about a movie, he's like, yeah, go ahead and spoil it for me. I'm like, okay, well, Rogue One, this happens, and uh, and so he's he's really lax on spoilers. But I was like, I saw Split, go see it. Like don't like. I know you're good with spoilers and everything. I'm not, gonna I'm not going to say a word. To. I'm I I refuse to go see it without reading about it and 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 check it out. Um, because I I can't remember a time where I've had that type of reaction in a in a theater. Um, because I was so blown away by what happened in that movie. Um, do, is anything else on your guys' radar that comes to mind? I'm
2: trying to think and. Not re- not nothing that mm-hmm. surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's been moments in movies where I've seen where I've had just the biggest smile on mm-hmm. my face, but nothing where I was just caught off guard like right.
1: that. Yeah. That's one of the, that's like one of the best endings I can think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause endings are so hard. It's so hard to make yep. a good ending and they're rare really like a truly mm-hmm. like blow you away good ending. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's one of the best ones I can think of. Yeah. In- of any movie I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Totally, and and the closest kind of comparison I can make is, and this is something I didn't experience because I I watched this on DVD after it came out, and I was aware of what was going on, Ty, sort of aware of what was going on at the time. Um, Sam Jackson and Iron Man at the end of the credits, like that's the closest thing I can come to because no one knew that they were making the Avengers. Yeah, no one knew what it was, but also, I mean, this, I don't, I don't know, and that's a loose connection. But no
2: one even knew the implications of. Sam Jackson at the end of the they, they no one knew what that was going to to spur like that was people might have thought that was a cool little Easter egg no one knew it was gonna blow up into the MCU
0: really well I mean I I kind of took it to mean that like yeah they're planning like well we knew that they there was gonna Avengers be plans movie. but we yeah. no one
2: thought it was gonna be twenty movie plan yeah. down the line and
0: but is did you did you see, well did you see that before all everything was like ready to like it became a machine. Like, did you see it in 2008 when it came did out? Did I
2: see the original Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah. I, like saw it that in scene. I saw it in theaters and I saw that scene. Okay. I just thought it was a neat little tag at the end of a movie. I Interesting. like, I knew, I, I knew that there was rumblings of them trying to mm-hmm. kind of make the Avengers movies, but okay. I had no idea it was going to turn into what the MCU has now become.
0: Interesting. Cause I, I from an outsider's perspective, I kind of viewed it as like, I assumed that like, Oh, Comic book fans like they saw that and they shit their pants, thinking like the implications of this is huge because they're going to make interconnected movies. And I just thought it was neat. I, was, I just okay. thought it was neat. I, Interesting.
2: I mean, I I had no idea what you know the Marvel plan was. Yeah. Like I, I knew that they were going to you know do these movies, but you know I did. I didn't see it all so interconnected. Mm-hmm. But
0: Tiny, do you remember when we watched Iron Man together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was my first time seeing it. And you had actually prepped me for or you didn't you didn't actually you didn't to your credit you didn't say anything about the ending i knew i was aware of the ending this is probably like 2009 um i was aware that there was something after the credits with sam jackson and then like i saw it and i was like okay what does that mean i don't what avengers what and then like you explained that like uh that basically there's uh an avengers movie that's going to come out where it's a group of a group of superheroes. They're, they'll each have. I think you said they'll each have their own movie, building up to a mm-hmm. group movie. And I was like, "That's the coolest idea I've ever heard in my entire life." Yeah. Um, they should make an unbreakable sequel. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah. So anyway, that's 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 a big tangent. But um, but yeah, the way that this movie ends with, I mean, oh, it's it's beautiful, and the implications of it is like, M Night Shyamalan has said for years that. Unbreakable is his favorite movie that he's made.
2: Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that.
0: Yeah, and he has always wanted it wanted to make it a trilogy. And wow. I have like for for some weird I don't know what it is with me. I honestly don't know what it is, but I have I have always been like very much. Um, Interested in just the concept of a of a movie trilogy. I think honestly, it's my fandom for Scream when I was a kid. To be honest, <laughs> that's not a trilogy. Huh? Um, yeah, that's that's true. That's that's true. But anyway, um, uh, but I, I was just I've always been fascinated by the idea of a movie trilogy, and it's like, uh, which also makes my lukewarm reception to. No pun intended, to Star Wars, <laughs> even more perplexing to me. Because um, that's two trilogies now, almost three. But anyway, um, the, uh, uh, I've always thought that, yeah, he can. Uh, I would love to see an unbreakable trilogy where, you know, this is the introduction. The first one's the introduction of the villain. Second one, maybe he fights with Elijah somewhat. And then the third one is finally, you know, the big
2: thing. The big culmination. Yeah. I, I think this way. First of all, it's, it's unique as far as trilogies go because mm-hmm. basically you've here's an origin story for the hero. Now here's the origin story for the villain, and yeah. now we're going to put them to get put them against each other. Which I, I think that's brilliant.
0: Is it stupid of me to think I would be really excited to see M Night Shyamalan do essentially Unbreakable Three with David Dunn and uh, Kevin? Going up against one another, like
2: I think that's what's coming.
0: I, and he's M Night Shyamalan said that yeah he he wants to conclude it and everything. So
2: I, I think that's what you're gonna see. I, Will you see it soon? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, and I would almost think like it would be cool if it was like five years later. Like, right, like sure. In five. I, I would wait for that movie. Totally. Oh yeah. Um, Tony, what do you think?
1: Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I would. I can't. I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, I,
2: I, I, I want Elijah back in it at mm-hmm. some point, point. and he doesn't have to be a major character, but, mm-hmm. but maybe a visit. Yeah. David Dunn visits him in jail. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I love his character so much in that movie. I, I would just yeah. it'd be remiss for him to not be in it.
0: Yeah, you know, at least at I some think point. I think the signs are there that maybe maybe he goes to like the, a are village signs or something.
2: There? Are so- oh, shut up. Uh, yeah, God.
0: maybe he saves a lady in the <laughs> water, ah, Shut up! this right? weakness is <laughs> water. You know, this is um, happening. It is happening. <laughs>
2: oh, boy.
0: Anyway, um, anyway, this is the last time
2: he's gonna be bending in the air. <laughs> right. All right. She anyway. Is.
0: Anyway, uh, but. Is it is it is it smart of us to anticipate the third movie? Like, do we think that he can like, or is like does uh, does Unbreakable and Split does that is that does that give us enough uh oomph to like really like get behind him on the idea of a third or does? his his checkered past with his his filmography his the roller coaster of his filmography does that give you guys any uh uh, reticence to it makes me
2: excited for him to try yes Yes. so well do i anticipate it being a great movie i i don't anticipate much of anything i'll wait to judge it on its merits yeah so i i'm excited for him to to try it out. So
1: I think he'll do it, whether or not it delivers. That's the question. Well, I I think,
2: I think he's already said that he wants to, that he's, well, I read an interview yesterday where he said that he's not sure if it's going to be his next project, but he says it's in his head. Mm -hmm. So I
0: would, I would really love it to be like, because he made unbreakable when he was in a certain phase of his career. Like this is when he was, you know, he was it. He was, was. I think that was like
2: his, like his third movie. And second, second. No, yeah. he, made before, he made one before. made
0: yeah, one that it, it no just one it realized. was his yeah.
2: second. It was his first movie after he became a household name. Right. Yeah. yeah. So second,
0: like wide release. Because right. I think the first. I don't. Really I, I think know. the
2: first movie he made was like an Indian release, and then, yeah. But
0: um, but I and I love that now he's made the second one in what is a different stage of his career. He's had, his name has kind of gone through the mud and he has this kind of this lifeline with Blumhouse productions where he's making movies on his terms, um, kind of on micro budgets. Um, and now like, I mean, who's to say six, six to eight years, uh, maybe his maybe his name carries more weight. He's back to where he was. That's when he gives us the third movie. Yeah,
2: and that'd be fine. I'd be fine. That'd be with really that. cool. I, I think he needs to stay clear of like blockbuster films. I, mm-hmm. I think it's clear that's not his shtick. Yeah. After Earth, I, ne- I didn't see it, but I've never heard anyone's like, you know, what you should see After Earth. Yeah. And the last Airbender w- was awful. I. I that's not <laughs> his type of movies. He needs to stick to this. So, right. This sort of l- lower budgeted. More nuanced filmmaking.
1: Yeah, Yeah. agreed. Absolutely. I didn't think after Earth was that bad. It it wasn't. It wasn't a good movie, but it was it was watchable in several parts. I
0: got like fifteen minutes into it and I was like, I no. I just didn't have any Mm. desire. I I
2: hate Jaden Smith
0: as a human being and (laughs) as an actor. I just fun (laughs) fact, he was on the live stream for He Will Not Divide Us. (laughs) You don't
2: say. (laughs) Right. Probably talking about how you know how, how is it possible that clouds aren't the cushion in our pillows? Surprise <laughs> something ridiculous like that. <laughs> oh boy, they're not. I mean, they could be. <laughs> they could be. Do you look inside the cushion of your pillows every day? You don't know.
0: No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So do we have anything more to say about this twist, or can we? Can we no, want I think to we can move on to the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we can go like the flashbacks. Um I think that the kind of – like it was pretty obvious that there was something like – I mean the guy cast as the uncle is this like – uh, he's a very imposing figure. And you kind of think like, okay, well, maybe they're hinting at something something weird going on there. And then I felt like it was a little late in the movie that they revealed that he is molesting her. Yeah. I, um, I
2: saw it earlier – I really, really did. Yeah, I I saw it coming, and I don't I don't fault the filmmaking at all. As mm-hmm. as in like oh, I'm so clever, I saw that. I just right. I, for whatever reason I saw the writing on the wall with that, okay. and it, it, I can't remember at what point in the flashback it was. Maybe it was it maybe the first time they introduced the the uncle. He just he had the okay. vibe. He had yeah. this weird vibe.
1: That guy always plays a scumbag. I, I've never seen. I don't seen recall in, ever seeing him in anything. I don't remember his name, but I've seen him in a handful of things. Yeah, I, I feel like there were, there's, there's a couple things they're trying to telegraph with those, with the flashbacks, and the first thing they were trying to tell us is that she, she's been kind of trained to deal with stressful situations, mm-hmm. like her dad kind of raised her, you know, as a hunter, if you will, right. and so she has, she has that kind of mindset. So I think that's that's one of the first things they tried to establish with, with the flashbacks, and I think they did that relatively successfully. Um, and then the abuse, you know, that she's kind of a a damaged, tortured person, which works out for her in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's the other main thing they try to convey with the flashbacks. So I think it was successful in that respect, but I feel like that was just a little bit sloppy. Not sloppy, but just kind of conflicting that they had those two major things they were trying to telegraph with those... With the flashbacks, so that they had to do it more often, and they. You had think to, they should have
2: maybe left out the hunting portion, maybe not. To yeah, do it, but I, just focus more on the single on the yeah.
1: aspect. They had to try to blend those two things yeah. together, and I think it was a well,
2: little you clunky. Can't, yeah. I, I feel like you can't put the reveal end of the molestation too early, right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but I
0: also think that they kind of revealed it a little too late. Like it was like, yeah, I mean, it was. I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was like. I mean, granted, the molestation isn't uh, is revealed relatively. Quickly, I guess after a few of them, but um the real like the like the scene where like her dad's dead and he's now her caretaker um, or her guardian, like that came out of like kind of nowhere to me. I was like, I don't like okay, okay, that's that's a lot of information to take in as we're going into the climax of the that was movie. Just,
2: for me, that was just heartbreaking. Scene. Oh,
0: it was heartbreaking. Yeah, I just kind of wish that there was a little more. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe put that a little sooner or kind of, I don't know, edit it, really yeah. it. It was really abrupt. Yeah.
2: I'll give you that. That portion yeah. of the backstory was a bit mm-hmm. abrupt. But it's, again, he's he's juggling so many narratives mm-hmm. at that point. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's really hard to beat, to flow mm-hmm. smoothly in and out of those. So it's like I can't fault him too much.
0: And with the hunting thing, like, I, it's, it's funny because... Maybe this is by design for maybe this is M Night Shyamalan finally, um, (laughs) finally achieving sentience or finally (laughs) achieving self awareness, becoming one with himself. Yeah, where because a running theme in all of his movies, and it's kind of become a point of contention for me at least, um, especially with the visit, is that he has this habit of introducing character backstories or elements to the movie that have to pay off in the least subtle way possible. So, like, another thing about the trailer that I was worried about, and I'm so glad that it wasn't even included in the movie was there's a, there's a line in the trailer where one of the girls says, there's flowers on the pillows. There's flowers there. What do they mean? I'm like, Oh great. It's going to be some weird thing (laughs) that it's going to like, Oh, the flowers just have like the, one of the characters dying wife said something about flowers. And that's why (laughs) they have flowers everywhere.
2: He had allergic reaction to flowers and (laughs) exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, And that's like, like I, I really like signs, but I mean, like yeah, the swing the, away the meryl swing away, thing, yeah. the water, uh, like the glasses of water, it's like it's it's less about creating a cohesive story that leads leads elegantly into a, a thing that pays off. And it's more like putting these random stuff, these random things throughout the movie and only having that be part of, uh, part of their backstory, um, to have them pay off solely to have them pay off. Yeah. But here, what I think that what I feel like he did was that he introduced that concept by having her be um, trained with hunting with her with her dad and uncle. So we get a lot of scenes of her just learning to hunt. So it's like, okay, well, later in the movie, she's going to have a shotgun. She's going to be able to, to fire it at the beast and everything. Know how to load and, it and everything. And but, Know how to yeah. load it. Yeah, and also uh, it like like her dad taught her how to anticipate movement and yeah. uh how to like just how to hunt so like or that's to how, at
2: least read a situation yeah so yeah
0: and then that's that kind of uh takes it to be uh about her like okay well uh she knows that she doesn't need like when the other girl says like we need to just just pounce on him and just beat the beat the hell out of him and escape she's like no we need to we need to play it smart we got to do that she's kind of taking in like what the different personalities are. She decides to to befriend Hedwig because he's a child and she can kind of use that to her advantage. And it's like, it's really interesting characterization on, on the movie's part. Yeah. And what I appreciate about it, even though a lot of the like the molestation and, the, and the, uh, the guardianship thing and everything is kind of late in the game in there, I feel like that part of that might be by design because M. Night Shyamalan knows that like, okay, people are anticipating that I'm going to give like like uh not really spoilers for the visit, but there's a, there's an element, like one character has a backstory where he played football and it made him like he, he wasn't good at it because he froze in place when he should have uh, like uh, a or something. And so like the climactic moment, Oh, he's frozen in fear. Yeah. So he has to go and, and take action and overcome it. But like, that could have been her thing. Like, Oh, but Oh no, wait, she's actually a victim of a horrible crime and she's still a victim of it. And it's like this, it, informs her character a lot more than just a experience with a shotgun would have. Um, and that's, that's my rant on that. You guys talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really like the line, um, when they're first in the room Mm -hmm. and she says, we don't even know what this is yet. Yeah. Yeah. That was, Mm -hmm. it was like a, an interesting premonition because mm-hmm. we, as the audience, didn't even know. What I was it just going to say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like it—it's
1: it, maybe it's a little tacky in that regard. But I—I mm-hmm. I thought it was a good line because I think yeah. it—I think it influenced the flashbacks well.
2: No, I—I I agree. I, I, I really
0: enjoyed that line.
2: Incorporated yeah.
1: the flashbacks well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of the actual like the um the captive side of things? Like like the movie presents itself as you know. These girls are held captive by this by this crazy guy with multiple like with with different personalities living within him, but the movie itself is like it's not obviously at the end of it you realize that you're watching an entirely different movie, but also throughout the runtime of the movie like we're not spending like the girls are separated and then we barely see those other girls. I, I don't
2: have a problem with that only because you really get that the focus is going to be on this one girl, mm-hmm. like she yeah. she's she's the main uh, premise of this film, yeah and. She's she's the survivor in a sense, mm-hmm. so I, I'm okay with that. I, I have no problem kind of forgetting because you don't forget that the two girls are you still there, yeah. you, right? You know, it's you know, in, in a way, it's in a sense, it's killing them off without killing them off because mm-hmm. now yeah. we get to, now we focus just on her, right? And you know, they're, they're still used in a story plot point uh, towards the end of the film, mm-hmm. but you, you know, I like I said, it's fine. Yeah. We we. It's better to focus on just that one character than to have right. to focus on all three of what they're doing. Yeah, I
3: agree.
0: Oh yeah,
1: tiny. The movie being marketed as a as a kind of a you know a, a captive victim thing mm-hmm. uh, was just was just a clever marketing yeah. boy basically because yeah. um, that's really not what the movie's about. So I I almost forgot about it to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But um, the, the the movie blends so many different ideas so well. Um, there's I mean there's horror elements. There's thriller. There's mm-hmm. there's action. There's actually some. I think really funny comedic relief throughout. Not really no, funny. No, I agree. You are right. Pretty yeah. funny comedic relief throughout it. That, <laughs> that was really effective. So it blends all those things so well. But one of the it's it's it was pitched or it was marketed as a horror movie. And I think I think this the scariest line in the movie is you know I, I referenced earlier. She said that you know we don't know what this is yet. When the character of Dennis, who's the strong one, the personality Dennis. He comes in and talks to the girls and he says, I apologize for my behavior earlier. I shouldn't have done that. I realize that you are sacred food.
3: Yeah. That scared the yeah, shit out of me. Yeah. I was like,
1: what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right. That was really scary. Yeah. I was like, he's going to eat them? Like, it was, <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. And I thought oh, yeah. that was really, it was so subtle, mm-hmm. but really scary. And I was like, that, yeah, I was like, this is, this is going to be a fucking good movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the kind of, Payoff to that really, where you see at the end when they're when they're like the escape is happening and all that, you just see like she opens the door and you just see the girl and then she gets dragged. Yeah, that yeah. was
2: very effective. Amazing. Yeah. It's much more effective mm-hmm. to do that than to see some like but bloody gore fest. Right. right. It's mm-hmm. yeah that that was almost terrifying.
0: Yeah, and uh, so let, let's kind of transition a little bit to the therapist who. I thought like throughout the entire movie, I was like, yeah, "She's she's dead. She's she's not." Yeah, dead dead. right. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a little cliche there. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's close, cliche. cliche. And it's predictable.
1: It's, yeah. Like yeah, predictable. Sure. Yeah. Her gamble's not going to pay off, right? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's evident. And even, <laughs> even again, like the whole, like the twist of it being in in the Unbreakable Universe is uh, is funny because, like, there. I mean, there are what would be considered hints are like there and laid out. Like, uh, when she goes to where, uh, where he is, I, I guess the little, I don't know if it's a house or anything, but it's underneath the, the, the zoo. Like, yeah. It's kind of like the workers quarters, I guess. Yeah. Or the like maintenance, that. whatever. Um, and like, you see, like in the moment I, I saw like she pulled up in, in a taxi. It's a, it was a Philly taxi. I was like, huh, Philadelphia. The, he
2: shoots all of his films. I, I, I know. And then, yeah. and that's
0: what I'm saying. Like it's, it's more like that could be construed as like, oh, that's a hint that it's in the in the same universe. But it's like because I think the visit wasn't in uh, the visit yeah, was in Philadelphia. Yeah. They they were all um, Philadelphia. yeah. But like just seeing like seeing that, I was like, except for After Earth, in, in, oh, After oh yeah, <laughs> Earth. or or Last Airbender, or Last Signs was
1: Pennsylvania, but not yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but like going back, like uh, like you would think that like, in a normal movie that could that could fit as like a like a clue. For to sure. Her. Yeah. But also, I think that the magic of that ending is that it. It's really playing on this, the tropes in the in this universe or this, uh, these trademarks that M Night Shyamalan has cultivated for himself in his filmmaking. Um, yeah, that I I so yeah, that was that.
1: I, I wanted to bring up. Um, I I learned a long it was revealed a long time ago that M Night Shyamalan likes to use the color red to signify. Right like moments of like trauma or yeah. like important things i i can't remember exactly what it is but were you guys looking for red throughout the movie i i, I that's wasn't. the
2: first time i ever heard that to be yeah. honest. okay i yeah. know
0: especially in the sixth sense it's like red everywhere yeah and i don't know if that was a like a theme that he does a trademark he does throughout all of his movies or thought, if it was okay. well in
2: the village the uh the red cloaks the, of the uh of the bees yeah. yeah and
0: the uh red uh paint on the yeah. doors yeah. To be, you know, yeah.
2: I've only seen Sixth Sense once. Oh, really? I, really? I, the first time I ever saw wow. it was in the drive-in theater. And oh, wow. that's, that's the yeah. only time I've ever seen Sixth Sense.
1: Yeah, the uh, uh, the doorknob to the basement and the Sixth Sense is a red doorknob, mm-hmm. like a glass. Yeah. But like anyways, I, I noticed uh, towards the beginning of the movie when the, uh, the father of – the girl who's having the birthday, mm-hmm. uh, when he was loading up the back of the car, all of the carry-out yeah, containers were like red. a, like oh, yeah, a blood-red right. color. Wow. And I was like, I wonder yeah. if that's he's going to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> don't know.
2: I, I, I liked yeah. the, the, it. was It was funny to get a laugh at that point in the movie, but I really enjoyed... <sighs> hate saying it the abduction scene when right. when she's just kind of looking at him he's just kind of and then she reached thorn and he looks at her like really, really? <laughs> yeah <sighs> okay mm. uh, yeah that got a laugh it got a laugh out of the theater too really yeah, yeah. wow uh,
0: some of the, some of the scenes that were meant to be i don't remember specifically what it was but there was one moment that was supposed to be kind of like intense i don't remember what it was it was when james mcavoy was Speaking as one of his one of his personalities, I don't remember what it was what scene it was or the context, but I remember there was like a pocket of uh people in the theater that were like laughing at it as if it was comedy and it was not meant to be comedy Wow I don't remember the context unfortunately, but um yeah, but the uh, one thing that I did like kind of going back to the main character's arc and her backstory and everything is that the moment that he comes in and he takes the other girl. Um and she just whispers pee, pee on, on herself. herself. Yes, I yeah. Was yes. Like, that first of all, I was like, well, um, okay. Um, and then my friend that I saw it with was because because he has OCD because she saw the car, and know that, and I think that that was more uh, no yeah.
2: no. Uh, and you you miss that that it, yeah. that's a it's a rapist defense. Okay, it's a rape that's, defense. That's yeah. what I
0: thought too. Like I was, the more I thought about it was that. uh uh, either it's because she she saw that he had OCD, or if it or if it was because you know that, that, at that point later on uh, retroactively thought of that that way. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not cool, but you know, yeah,
2: yeah pissing on herself to avoid rape—that's awesome. Right?
1: <laughs> Jesus. How did you how did you guys feel about the? the depiction or the performance of the multiple personality disorder or the dissociative well, identity disorder.
2: I'll, I'll, I'll preface it by just saying, I don't know a whole lot about mm. the actual disorder. Right. So I'm sure there were liberties taken with the yeah. disorder, which yeah. I'm, f- I'm fine with. And I'm no, I'm sure there's some psychology majors mm. out there who be like, well, that's just bullshit. You know, they yeah. shouldn't put it in that light, but you know, it's, it's a film. Yeah. There's going to be some liberties taken. And, I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. first of all, I I always was under the assumption that it wasn't even a real disorder. That, oh, really? That it was.
0: I kind of thought that too, but apparently it, it yeah, is. Yeah.
2: Not not to say like that people are making it up. I thought right. that it was a, a different type of uh-huh. disorder. That just that yeah. multiple personalities wasn't a real thing. It's just yeah. more viewed, of a
0: colloquial, like kind of fictional. Right. Of it. Yeah. So.
2: Uh, I have no problem if they took liberties with the actual disorder. That's that's fine because yeah. it's a fictional movie. They're telling a story.
0: Yeah. Same here, and I've heard like some like uh, some like discussion here and there that like oh it treats mental mental illness and stuff like that and poorly. And I'm like, it's, I, it's a, I, a movie. Yeah, exactly. It, it's and, not like
2: they're coming in there making fun of people it, with disorders. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and and that's exactly where I am too. I'm like I. I don't care. Like I mean, that's a little harsh, but like it's like. Well, it doesn't I can, offend me. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm not offended. I'm not going to go on like a soapbox and talk about like, oh, this treats right. this mental disorder as as like harmful and everything. It's like okay, if you're stupid enough to think that like okay, this is actually something that's that's it is affected by like people with this disorder, then I'm sorry, but. There's nothing that I can say that's going to get through it's to like you. M. Night
2: Shyamalan's making this movie to be anti-disassociated right. you know, identity disorder. Yeah. Like, Fuck these people. we're going to make this movie. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, like, my thought is that, like, okay, um, okay. so, you know, uh, when he made Unbreakable, he was just a big middle finger to the people with osteogenesis. And- <laughs> right, like right, yeah. It's like, okay. You <laughs> They're can- all supervillains. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> Um yeah uh the one thing I would say is that like you know uh with the visit there's kind of a depiction of like dementia's type behavior that's like okay maybe that's a little not cool but I again yeah it's a movie well that not was, go uh, there's n- this is
2: just a, that was a dumb movie
0: so I exactly to, whatever. <laughs> yeah
1: um I, I feel yeah. like I feel like it's kind of turned into a tool for storytellers to use mm-hmm. because it, it Again, I don't know a ton about it either, but I know that it's pretty rare. Sure. it doesn't really happen that often. Um, but when it does happen, it's usually not to the extreme that it's depicted in movies, right. which is fine. I have no, I don't really have an issue with someone using it as a storytelling tool, but I feel like it can be, um, it can be difficult to pull it off. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it that way. And I feel like, especially from a performance standpoint, like it's yeah. it's a great. I think it's an interesting storytelling tool that's used to to decent enough effect but i feel like the performances can really suffer because it's hard mm-hmm. to pull off but i feel i mean well, i he, love james McAvoy. He did masterfully. he did mm-hmm. a great job the, the scene that really stands out to me is when he's having um he's having a session with the therapist and basically the personality of dennis has been pretending to yes. be the personality yeah. of Barry. Yeah. That Barry. Yeah. that scene. And he kind of like yeah. transitions in like you see him transition between mm-hmm. the personalities. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he like, killed I that mean, scene. I like yeah.
2: I, that was like my favorite scene. Right. Him going from Barry to Dennis. It was it was beautiful.
1: Yeah. And it's like his it is surprisingly physical because mm-hmm. Dennis is obsessive compulsive, so right. he's constantly having to interact with like the props that are mm-hmm. on the uh, like he's moving a candy dish and he's he's adjusting all these things mm-hmm. and he's a fidgety person so it's like he just incorporated so much into that performance. I was like really really impressed and and I was again I was really worried about the 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 young boy character Hedwig. Me too. I was like that's it's probably not going to work. It's going to mm-hmm. be stupid. But he made the character integral to the plot, right? Which was. Which really worked, and I was surprised to see. And also, I think he used – he being M. Night Shyamalan, he used the mm-hmm. character for comedic relief, which is one of the best right. ways you can use a character like that. Because if you mm-hmm. if you try to be serious and, like, yeah. really take that character to heights and stuff like that, it usually doesn't I, – I, I think it would have had a lot more uh, – it probably would have failed. And I don't think it would have worked. But no, to, to have him be be pretty funny throughout a lot of the parts mm-hmm. – that worked really well. The
0: you might be pregnant thing got a get yeah. a big laugh out of
2: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was great. That was oh, yeah. that was a great yeah. little scene. Yeah. Again, that the, that yeah. the dance scene the dancing yeah. See, yeah, the dance was great.
0: That the dancing I thought was kind of stupid. No, I I, just, I,
2: I dug it. Uh, I thought it was
0: funny. It That's was fair. such
1: something that a 9-year-old boy would exactly. do. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. In that's that's totally like totally agree with you there but also but I hate
2: nine-year-old kids
0: <laughs> that's a whole other thing but, um, but no in in my head i thought like i i didn't think of it as like oh that's what a nine-year-old kid does i thought of it as like that's what m night shamalan thinks of kids do and it just felt like because i remembered like in like in the visit again tiny somewhat spoiler so you know i don't care earmuffs um, <laughs> the kid with the lisp has like I believe three different rap freestyle moments. <laughs> that is so terrible. dumb! Wow, so, so stupid! Um, and to so be fair, that like, kid is
2: older than nine.
0: That's that's sure sure you're right, but yeah, not that just,
2: I'm not defending
0: anything for the a oh, right. terrible movie. But I mm-hmm.
2: I defend that dance scene. I that, okay, I, I agree. That's fair. that's that's, that's something again, a nine year old kid would do.
0: And again, it's not like he is. It's not like he is a normal like like. Uh, uh, well-adjusted nine-year-old sure. he's a personality in, in, uh, in uh battling with 23 wins which i really really liked the concept of the all of the the um all of the personalities kind of fighting to for um, the light to have the light yeah, yeah. and uh, i liked the idea of that the whole the whole plot is about how three of those personalities kind of team up to to take the light and to bring out the beast. I thought that I love the fact that, that, that they have was... these
2: personalities that put two of these other personalities in exile. I yeah. love that that concept. Oh, yeah. That's great. Me too.
1: That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um and I, man, yeah. I, I thought the beast payoff was very well done. Yeah, I, yeah like, me too. He that was intimidating. It was mm-hmm. it was terrifying. He did a great job. Oh, yeah.
1: And and even as I was watching it, you know, before I knew that there was this this link to the unbreakable universe, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, th- he could have gone over the top with this as well. Sure. He Shyamalan yeah. again. Uh he could have gone completely over the top with this. We could have had like a ridiculous transformation into a literal beast and it would have been stupid. I thought right. that's what was coming. Yeah, and I was like, that that wouldn't have worked, that would have been dumb. Mm-hmm. But he made it just just slight enough of a like a chemical change and mm-hmm. like it's obviously it's it's it goes to supernatural heights yeah. um but like i don't want to say it's within the realm of possibility but he didn't take it to such an extreme that it was ridiculous right it yeah, was totally viable within that within a horror thriller universe right uh, definitely genre type thing i yeah. i was I thought it was. I thought it was effective. It was just really I, effective. No, I agree. And scary I, I thought it was
2: very well done. Yeah. He, here's what I thought was going to happen when I was oh searching for the twist.
0: Yeah. What were your guys' theories on the twist?
2: This was, and if it were going to be how I thought it was, it was going to end up being a bust for me as a movie. Mm-hmm. I thought once the molestation portion came into play, I thought the beast because they make a description of the beast of being a large, muscular man with long hair. I thought the literal beast was going to uh. be her uncle. And I thought oh. in the end, it, all of this was playing out in her head, and she was going to mm. be the one with multiple, multiple personality disorders. And I was about to ready to kick a chair over and be like, "We all saw identity go to hell."
3: Right. So <laughs> I,
2: I, I thought that's what was going to be the uh, the literal. I thought that was going to be the big twist. And mm. you know, her not pulling the trigger in the original flashback, she was finally going to defeat her demons and yeah. come out of her disorder. That's mm. where I thought the movie was going. Thankfully,
0: it did not. Right. Tiny, did you have any theories?
1: I thought James McAvoy was going to be the adult Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: really, no, I really d- no. Wow. I didn't. I was like I don't, I don't
1: even know. I don't even any. Mm. I'm not clever enough for that. I couldn't think of anything.
0: I I assumed that it was going to lead to somewhere where it's like, "Oh, James McAvoy isn't actually doesn't actually have multiple personalities. He's just fucking with everyone to to steal girls." Yeah. That's what I i'm not that clever Hear that he's whatever, trying to make
2: a an audition tape become an actor yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: i thought it might have been something where uh the girl was one of his personalities yeah uh the main girl was one of his personalities mm-hmm. and that's why the other the other girls didn't Dis- understand him or no. you know i don't uh, know yeah. okay yeah i get that i, I thought maybe it. that's where it was gonna go yeah. which i would have not have liked very much right. i don't yeah. think <laughs>
0: I can. I think we can all agree. What happened is is <laughs> the right, pretty yeah, damn best, best case scenario. Yeah, <laughs> and it works. Oh yeah.
2: You know what would have been neat though, in in retrospect, finding out that it's in the Unbreakable universe, mm-hmm. having yeah. the uh, where I guess the layer, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. being in a burnt down building of an old hotel, because in Unbreakable he burns a hotel oh, down. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So I I think that
2: would have been a neat connection. But no, I'm cool. still, yeah. but. They did
0: enough of that with the trains and everything. Yeah.
2: yeah. So of, I, everything. you know, it's just a neat thought on Robert's perspective. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I before I was sitting down in the movie theater, uh we getting ready to watch it, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself like a funny little inside my head joke. I was like, you know, it'd be funny if the Onion did a little article that said secretly all of uh, NY Shamalom movies happen to be connected in the same universe. <laughs> turns out though nobody cares enough to go through and decide how and i thought that'd be a fun like ar- onion article and then at the end of this i'm like oh
0: motherfucker okay. <laughs> that's awesome oh that would be funny <laughs> that's awesome um probably and we've skated around this guys we have skated around this we have not talked about it yet probably probably the biggest implication to that ending here is is that M. Night Shyamalan's character in Unbreakable, the drug dealer in the stadium, <laughs> is now a security guy. <laughs> Looking at footage. <laughs>
2: That's great.
0: That's amazing. Well M. Night done. Shyamalan's best character development <laughs> spanning several years. Spanning 17 uh, he really years pulls now. life together.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's that uh, cameo that'll, scene. that'll be the legacy
3: sequel.
2: Right. The, the story <laughs> of that guy. coming. Oh uh, uh,
0: Jesus! That's great. Yeah, the uh, that that cameo scene though, I he needs to stop. He does just yeah. stop. No one cares the, that you put yeah. yourself in
2: the movies.
0: The stupid Hooters dialogue was like, okay. yeah,
2: yeah. That that felt just dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was too. <laughs> I do like Hooters, but you know. Oh, me too.
1: It was too clever. He tried to make it really clever, like yeah, the, the words that he yeah. used. Right. I thought it was kind of funny, but it, uh,
2: yeah. I just I I don't. I was I was wanting him to not put himself in that movie and Anytime. when I and I expect I fully expected to see him. Did he put yeah.
0: himself in the visit? I he can't did remember. not I didn't
2: think so. And if he did, I'm sure it was kinda of like, like a voice in the background or a, yeah. a message machine or something silly like yeah. that. Yeah. Cause I but. mean
0: there were only like aside from the kids and the and the grandparents in that movie, there was only like two or three characters right. in the whole movie. But um, you know what?
2: Maybe I'm making this up, but maybe mm-hmm. he was dancing in the background on, on the, the cruise. cruise.
0: Pro- oh, God, that scene. I hated
2: it. I, I hated that entire Yeah, that cruise scene was brutal. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, was, he mean, an <laughs> was he in After Earth, Tiny? Was he like a, a flying monkey in After Earth? Was after-earth? he? I don't know. I don't remember. He may have been. He wasn't then Airbender that I recall.
0: He was a Firebender at Earth Prison Camp in the last Airbender. Oh, was he really? Yeah, I, I remember. He was not in The Visit. Uh, he was a voice in The sh- in the Happening, uh, of course.
2: He was the park ranger and. In- uh, uh, the the village. village, yeah. I kind of yeah. like that
0: one though, because you just yeah, see his reflection. Yeah, I know. That, like, I, know. Have the I, cover. I I did like
2: that one too. Yeah.
0: And his first movie, is praying with anger to go back to that, but gotcha. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the village thing I thought was—I mean, you just see his reflection, so it's like a oh yeah. There he is. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. and you know, I still like it. It sure, was hammy, sure.
1: but God damn it, I liked it. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: Um, but yeah, so uh. Do we have anything else to really – should we wind down the review uh, a little pretty, bit? Yeah, I'd say we've pretty yeah. yeah. like much covered.
2: Pretty I, I will say – I just want to say though I, I thought that was probably one of the the best and I guess classiest ways to have depicted a child molestation uh, scenario. Yeah, that's uh, I, I, true. I thought you yeah, yeah. did it very – Tastefully. Tastefully. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Tastefully mm-hmm. done. Right. So I – well the reveal
0: done. like the actual reveal of it was really disturbing. Oh like, sure. Yeah. Without being graphic, but right. it's showed enough that it's like Oh, that's that's oh it it made my skin crawl. Yeah, nobody just, was confused um, or right, anything. Right. But, you know, it was without yeah. actually yeah. having to sh- yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Well and done. it's like what's most disturbing for it for me with it for me is that it's I mean it it seems somewhat off like the it the character uses logic to get the kid to to do what he what he wants. Having they,
2: dealt with yeah. both sides of that scenario, he mm. nailed it. It's yeah. it, that's how yeah. the children r- rationalize it
0: and mm. that's how the adults
2: act. Yeah. That's it's really really fucked up. It's horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys kind of kind of to wrap things up? What, we haven't really talked about this. How did you guys feel about the the ending? Like the big moment where she's she's firing the the shots into the beast and the beast realizes like um from my perspective, I'm I, I saw it as he noticed that she had been abused from from the from the, the I don't know if it was supposed to be She's not
2: the, the because I feel like he's he's choo- choosing these girls based upon their lies of never having to be tested never having any struggles or anything mm-hmm. and he kidnaps her and comes to find out that that's not true she has been traumatized in her life and it's a connection that he made with her well she was in it he didn't intend
1: to kidnap exactly her. right because right. he and said originally that, reason... but
2: that's the reason he got those those two yeah originally. you're right
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: i agree and that's also the reason why he got in the car and saw her and was like it was like really weird right in which also that in my head that kind of Seemed a little bit, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, m not Shyamalan, but that seemed like him being like, okay, let's let's just lay some breadcrumbs here to make people think that they have some kind of connection, um, and that that's going to be the twist. I yeah. thought that was um, I,
2: early on. I thought that was going to be the twist. Like she knew who this guy was, and mm-hmm. she she's like, God damn it! I thought I got out this yeah. guy out of my life type
0: of deal. As mm-hmm. soon as he got in the car, I thought like, are they siblings or something? Right, because it's really weird lingering there, but it made sense at the end. But um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so when he realizes that she has had struggles in her life, I'm seeing that as the scars being that she's, she's been abused and not uh, cut yeah. that, that's, that's that's a cutter. that's
2: She's she's dealt with her trauma by cutting is how, okay. I, that, that's how I viewed what was happening. There. Okay. Uh-huh. Cause
0: I just assumed that there was just injuries inflicted by the uncle. That's no, what I was thinking too, but I think yeah. you're right no, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Good call.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, I, um, I thought it was
2: very well done. So.
1: Yeah, and I like how subtly, earlier on in the movie, uh, one of the personalities says, you wear a lot of shirts,
2: oh, which yeah. is a typical typical
1: yeah. thing for mm-hmm. abuse victims, cover, kind of cover yeah. up your shame, mm-hmm. if you will, I guess. I right. don't know. I don't know the psychology behind it, but yeah, that was... Sure. Like, I, I had no idea what that line meant at the time. Mm-hmm. Right, I yeah. It, you know.
2: I thought it was kind of a throwaway line now that you're bringing it up, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, so that, I mean, that is our review of Split, really. I think that that covers everything. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else to add before no, we go on say, the yeah. I think we well covered it. All we right. really liked it. I think so, too. Yeah. Me, too. We are uh,
2: clearly not split on how we felt about that
0: movie.
1: Hey. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go on <Shyamalan> yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that is our review of Split. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, now we're going to end the episode with a potpourri section. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Way to transition. Yeah. Thanks for listening,
2: and here's more. <laughs>
0: right. When I say thank like, it's yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that's our review of Split. Um, Next, we're going to kind of wind down the episode with a potpourri section, which if this is your first time listening, potpourri is a section of the podcast where we basically talk about whatever we want, um, and things that we're watching, things that we're looking forward to, anything like that. Um, anything we want as long as it smells good. So, uh, Fekus, since you are our guest, uh, why don't you uh break the silence? I'm about to, uh, about to give you and give us your potpourri.
2: Well, as Matt so eloquently put, <laughs> I saw Silence today, um, nice. and I've been wanting to see this for a while, for no other reason than it's Martin Scorsese, and I gotta tell you, this was a fantastic film. Nice. It, it came in at two hours and 45 minutes, did not feel like two hours and 45 minutes. Wow. It, this was a beautifully shot film. It, it takes place in Japan. Basically, the premise of the story is there's two priests from uh, Portugal in the 1600s whose mentor has gone to Japan and been missing – or not missing. They No one's heard from him in several uh, months until they've gotten word that he is uh, – most likely defected from Christianity. Okay. So they go, they make it their mission to go to Japan and try to f- locate their mentor. Mm-hmm. And they run into a big, uh, basically Christianity's come to a very violent head with, uh, the rulers of Japan where th- the people that are trying to convert are being persecuted. And so they're trying to find their way through Japan and at the same time find their mentor and it i'll tell you what i walked out of this movie and it was one of those moments where i I had to sit there for about 15 minutes and just kind of ponder what i just saw it's it's like it's beautifully shot but it's not even that like the subject matter has you questioning throughout the entire film like my biggest thing is the two the two priests that go over there are adam driver and andrew garfield Mm -hmm. so they're the kind of the two main uh characters and you got I came out – the biggest question I was facing was who's, whose faith is stronger at the end of this movie? Like who's the stronger of the two characters? And I I, I still don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out in my head. Nice. Um, Liam Neeson plays their mentor, mm. and I, I'm not going to spoil what it is that they find upon having Liam Neeson. But I will just say this. The conversations between Liam Neeson and the characters, it, it's, it's enthralling. Nice. It, 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 you just – you just stare and you you want those conversations to continue cuz I, I wanted to hear more of what both characters or the three characters had to say about their current feelings on on the religions mm-hmm. and what's going on in Japan the the film itself there there's no music in the film whatsoever wow. all, all the film sound is just uh, a when I learned about this in college, it's diegetic and non diegetic right. sound, and I can't recall which one means that there's no, uh, there's no artificial music. But oh, it's okay. so you know you you have the the sound of the forests and mm-hmm. of the of the beaches and of the villages, and it works to great effect because it just keeps you enthralled and and kind of like just stuck to the movie. And I just I, I ended up walking out of this loving this movie and. I'm kind of disappointed that it did not get any love from the Oscar nominations. Not it, much. It's yeah. It's like the performances were were amazing. The the art direction was fantastic, and the the subject matter itself. I'll tell you what. If I were a Christian, this would be a movie that would re kind of reinvigorate my faith. Not so much the Passion of the Christ, which I go on record as saying that's a horrible Mm -hmm. snuff film. Yeah. But this is the type of movie, if I were a Christian, this would be like my, this would be the movie for me. Mm -hmm. And even, even for someone that's non-religious or, you know, in in my case, a non-believer period, Mm -hmm. it's still an amazing film to watch these, these priests kind of fight the battle of, of faith. So it's, it's a fantastic film. I highly recommend it. Nice. And great uh, to hear.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to definitely check that out. And it is shocking that it didn't get much love. One nomination. One nomination. What, what, was, it? what was the nomination? Cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah.
2: Well well, nominated, but yeah. director, picture. Performances, I assume. Yeah, performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, I don't think it should win the performances. I have other opinions on the winners, I think. Yeah. But okay. yeah, performances. Nice. Definitely better than La La Land.
0: <laughs> well, let's. Anyway, to answer your question, diegetic sound is um sound like actual like trees and stuff. Okay. And All like, right, then it was straight diegetic, diegetic sound, is, sound. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Okay. I I don't think the characters were based on a real events, but some of the characters were real characters in the time, okay. and the whole conflict be- between Japan and the incoming missionaries was true. Okay. Because uh, the whole thing was based on the The uh, premise of what they're called. They're called Lost Priests in in Japan. So it's like there's some factual basis to the movie, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's an entirely true story. But I highly recommend it.
1: Did you see this at just like a regular theater or was it?
2: I saw it at the AMC.
0: AMC? It's been been playing in. Okay. I wasn't sure if
1: it was like a big wide release or if it was just a.
0: It it got a wide release a couple weeks ago, I think. It
2: won't be long.
1: Yeah. Because I really want to see it, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Yeah, especially at almost three hours long. Right, All right.
0: Oh. Doesn't feel it. Doesn't feel it. Yeah, nice.
1: that's good. I'm really glad to hear you liked it because I'm looking forward to it.
0: Sweet. All right. Uh, so that's awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. And now, if we could take the crown of the <laughs> of the potpourri section God. and place it on Tiny's head. What uh? What it, What is your
1: potpourri? Well, I'm going to
0: review, or I'm gonna talk
1: about uh the Netflix original uh the OA. So, oh,
3: uh, dance.
1: I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> talk about the crown, uh, as, as Matt, so eloquently, uh, all alluded, alluded to, to brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Let's yeah. we're all, we're all amazed. <laughs> um, so the crown, uh, which kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really hear anything about it before it came out. And then people word of mouth really got to me mm-hmm. with this. I was like, all right, let's watch it. Um, and I watched it with my fiance page she loved it and she's she's very um curious and intrigued by like royalty like she finds it a fascinating concept and and so she wanted to watch it i was like all right let's watch it and i'm really glad i did i really didn't have a lot of interest in it but um it it is terrific it's a series right it is a series and it's an ongoing series i thought it was going to be a mini series just just about you know i thought it was gonna be 10 episodes but no it's an ongoing series and i'm pretty sure it's renewed for a second season um it's it is just really phenomenal. For those who don't know, it's about the early reign of Queen Elizabeth II, uh, who's been queen for fucking ever. She's <laughs> she's ninety.
2: She's, she's old her, as shit. Yeah.
1: She's been the queen for like sixty some it's insane. It's just insane. I mean, she's old.
2: alive out of spite at this point. Yeah.
1: Like her her, her the next heir is like in his sixties. Yeah. It's crazy. She's, like it's just it's really no, there's like there's like three kings in waiting because she's so fucking old. It's crazy. Um, so it's, it's, it's really fascinating to see, you know, it's, it's an interesting time period for great Britain. And, you know, right after the post-war, there was a lot of, uh, there was an economic crisis in, in UK at the time. Um, the Winston Churchill was in his golden years, but still serving in government. Um, and then you have one of the most prolific Queens in the history of the United Kingdom being coronated. Um, it's a really it's a really fascinating series and I, I I personally am not a fan of the concept of the divine right of kings that the United Kingdom You're not the only one. I mean it's 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 incredibly silly to me and like mm-hmm. I am not impressed whatsoever by the Queen. I just don't give a shit. Like I think it's really I think it's silly and I, I'm not I'm not really a fan of it. But I have to admit that once you explore the all of the rules and like the rigidity of of how the monarchy works it's pretty fascinating and i think it's a really cool environment to tell story um even though this is mostly true um but it's what makes it so cool is that it's a peek behind the curtain you know you're looking at the queen is such a public figure obviously and and you don't really you see them in public you don't really get to see them behind closed doors right. and you know she has she has the fights with her husband and um her you know her sister wants to do all this weird shit and like it's there's all this internal politics and you know they're a family at the end of the day and all these every family has their own conflicts and and secrets and problems and they're just like any other family in that respect even though we think of them as literal like a a literal divine representation on earth you know that's how that's where their authority comes from so it's that that's what's really fascinating about it to me is that obviously they're just regular people at at the end of the day um i love the eloquence of the of british royalty like it's just the way they talk like it really makes me it really brings brings to earth or like it really grounds the fact that as americans we just borrow the english language but like the britons they invented it and they perfected the shit out of that language just the way <laughs> these people talk when they're just having a random conversation outside it's like it's like fucking shakespeare it's so huh. it's it's just really it really impresses me and i realize it's a scripted show but it's like it's just really brilliant and i'm just impressed by the whole show um it, it had a huge budget i just looked up what it was they spent like 150 million dollars on oh this, wow this first season it's 10 episodes right uh so. yeah and you can see that 150 million dollars oh, wow. it's a beautiful series that's a hell of an investment yeah uh john lithgow plays winston churchill oh, oh I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah he gives nice. he gives my favorite performance of the first season so far mm-hmm. he's he was nominated for golden globe didn't win uh but he absolutely deserved that nomination he's terrific as winston churchill uh, matt smith the 11th doctor plays uh philip the duke of edinburgh um who is married to queen elizabeth he's not the king i had to google how the fuck all that works it's really <laughs> stupid um, I, I had asked my fiance like three times i was like so he's not the king she's like no he's not part of the royal family it's it's silly but it's kind of funny um and Claire, how were the
2: corgis um, represented
1: Pretty well, actually. They're okay. super cute. And, oh, yeah, dude, I love Courtney. Yeah, they're great. Nice. Uh, Claire Foy plays uh, Queen Elizabeth II, and she actually won a Golden Globe oh, for sweet. leading Actor. She does a great job, and I think the series, yeah, the series won Golden Globe for best dramatic series, and Dang. it totally deserves it. It's, they're
2: eventually just nice. have to give Netflix its own like category. They
1: are best yeah. Netflix series. I mean, it's oh yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's really fascinating. It it it's just really it's really well done.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, nice. It kind of
2: had. Kind of makes me want to watch it now. It was like I knew uh, about it, but it, but I had no interest. Now yeah. I kind of want to watch I'm,
0: it. I'm I'm very curious about. it, So I did kind of tune you out just a little bit. Did cause you? I did Well, I mean, I mean, a, just it's, like every conversation. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, all it's all the inner
1: workings of how it's it's government and it's faith and it's like about family and you know love and hate and all this crap. I mean, there's just monstrous themes are explored in every single episode. It's really really fascinating.
2: Sweet. We went to their house back Ooh, in October. Nice. Buckingham Palace? Yeah,
0: that's right. Nice. You were in uh, London?
2: No, we were London. in uh, Malaysia.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> they shifted all the way there?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they have like Disneyland and Disney World, well this right. is like their Disneyland. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's Buckingham Castle. That's where he was. <laughs> right. <not> Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um to round out Potpourri, um I'm actually going to talk about the movie that we uh were thinking about reviewing this week it's patriots day nice the uh peterberg uh
2: the single to the patriot right? docudra- <laughs> no <laughs>
0: um patriots day it's uh, patriots day it's the uh uh docudrama about uh the the boston marathon bombings starring mark Wahlberg, and uh kind of basically telling the story of what the investigation after the boston bombings boston marathon bombings and there was you know First of all, I will say that I came out of the movie enjoying it. I, I thought, well, enjoying it's kind of a screwed up way to say it, but I I didn't like it as much as I like Deepwater Horizon. Peter Berg's other recent uh contemporary like true history thing.
2: His other recent Mark Wahlberg, you know, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but I did enjoy it or I, I did find a lot of merit in it. I thought that it was a good depiction of, of what happened. I was shocked to um, – I was shocked. Like I didn't pay – when it happened, I didn't really pay close attention to the news regarding it um, like in real life. So there were some things that were that were a shock to me and there were other things that I remember reading about and, and – uh, kind of pieced together as the movie unfolded. So like the, the movie introduces different, different characters that all kind of, of are all uh, integral to what happens throughout it. Like we get, we get a perspective on, on the bombers. We get a perspective on Mark Wahlberg. We get a perspective on um, uh, like some people that are in, that are in this, uh, the, the crowd and some other people that are kind of that uh, related to the fallout of what happens. And like, there's one character where, um one person where um i couldn't really figure out like how, where they fit in and then i kind of realized like i remembered like oh oh shit this this happened when uh this thing happened to this person and i was kind of bracing myself for it and it's i mean it's it's pretty pretty brutal but um so I won't go into really details or anything, even though it's you know. I was gonna say you can't really yeah. spoil it. Yeah, but um, I will say that I thought that it was uh, a pretty well done, um, drama thriller. I hate is, to say thriller, but is it more documentary type? It's not. It's I mean, it's, it's because for some yeah. I had
2: read somewhere that it was kind of a more of a documentary about what.
0: no really happened i will say that the like the movie ends and there's like 10 minutes of like like documentary type of footage like kind of wrapping it up you know how like at the end of these types of movies where it shows like like the the kind of uh the cards that says like oh this person this is what happened to this person like it's like that and then it shows like 10 minutes of footage of them interviewing the real people and stuff and i'm like if you wanted to make a documentary, Peter Berg, make a documentary. Like I didn't yeah. like I didn't think that fit. Well, they've done that documentary
2: um, though. I mean, I, I've well, they, yeah. I've seen several of documentaries referenced that day, but
0: sure. But I mean, to have that in a in a narrative movie, also it just felt like like the movie's over with, and I don't know.
2: Yeah. Is, is that any different than after the Band of Brothers, seeing the interviews of the uh, soldiers that were in the events?
0: I well. Sort of because I mean those opened each episode too and they, yeah. they were kind of throughout it. Like this is, it feels, it honestly feels like it's just pasted onto the end. There's nothing before that um, in that, in that respect. Um, and I mean, I, that was just kind of an issue there, but um, there was another, a couple other things I wanted to bring up before I kind of get to the, the big, big part of it. But, um, and I'm oh, um, real quick. Um, uh, one of the, Guys that plays the terrorist is uh, Alex Wolf, who I actually interviewed at Heartland. Uh, oh, nice. 2015. Wow, cool. Um, yeah, so it's your connection cool. to Al Qaeda. Cool. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> technically not Al Qaeda. They were they were they were just uh, crazy. Uh, I think they they would just thought that the nine eleven was an inside job, but it wasn't. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh so anyway, uh yeah, uh, that and then I mean there's some endear like like really like heart heart pounding moments. Um J.K. Simmons plays the uh I believe the chief of of uh a town's uh, police force and he's kind of integral to to um to the the manhunt at the end. And I think that the way that they tied all that together felt felt really genuine and really good. Like and J.K. Simmons is amazing. amazing yeah. He's just incredible. Nice. Um Yeah, and I mean, make some political statements here and there that I felt were like a little not out of place, but it just felt like it didn't really mesh well with the whole the whole movie as a whole. Sounds
2: like a Peter Berg film to me, right? Exactly. Yeah,
0: but it's not as like egregious as uh, Lone Survivor or anything like that.
2: Or what was the Deepwater Horizon? Deepwater Horizon brought to you by BP. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: It wasn't even that bad in Deepwater Horizon, in my opinion. Um did you see it ficus no okay. i and i I could be wrong cause
2: I, yeah. obviously i didn't see it. i mm-hmm. just i felt like it was a way to and not to take anything away from the poor people that had to suffer through right. that hor- horrible event. I just felt like the uh i don't know it was like the oil company making a movie about the her- <laughs> heroics of oil people
0: hmm. uh no the the uh the b p like oil people in the movie like they're cl- like they're almost caricatures of evil. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I might, yeah. might catch it then. Yeah. Um, but with, uh, Patriot State, like I came out of the movie liking it quite a bit, not as much as Deepwater Horizon, which I actually put in my top 10.
2: Yeah. Which shocked me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I stand by it. Okay. Um, but with Patriot State, something happened that was interesting is that I read, I read up on it after I saw it and turns out that, uh, Mark Wahlberg, he plays, he plays a police, uh, detective who is basically, um, on the day of the marathon bombing, he was like working
2: on a traffic beat
0: pretty much. Yeah. Like he was in the movie. He was or in, in the story. He was suspended and he was, uh, like that was his last bit of, uh, contrition or whatever for to get back like to his, to his normal thing is that he had to work the finish line and like be in like, like, uh, um, a uniform and everything, um, completely fictional character. Uh, does not exist in real that life. shock me. Yeah, and and it doesn't shock me either really and I didn't have much of a problem with it but just reading more about it like I mean there are kind of uh there are uh, kind of essays about it that's that's kind of, you know, Coming at it from like oh this is the, this is kind of a really gross thing to do. Which well, here he, I do ha-
2: I take issue with
0: that because sure.
2: I'm sure there were several police officers that were working that day that did all kinds yeah. of heroic things that you probably could have made a character out of mm-hmm. instead of just creating a character.
0: Yeah, I agree completely, and they do show some police like they show like the commissioner. I think John Goodman plays the commissioner, um, and then there's J.K. Simmons's uh, character. Like, he's but not talking like about the police officers. The, 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 the bombing level. scene, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. And that's one of the other points of issue that I have with the movie is that Mark Wahlberg's character is like, I don't have a problem with having like a, a fictional character. That's a, that's a fictional, like a conduit for, for like a vessel to, to show the, like what's going on in the, in the, in the story and everything. But like, he is like, like if I hadn't read that, if I hadn't read that he was fictional, I would have thought that he was real. Cause like everything that's happening around him is like, like he is like he's integral to like the investigation of what's going on it's not like he's just a bystander who's like in every like he's not the amalgamation amalgamation of the street-level cops who are, who are working. Like, was he brought into the
2: actual investigation?
0: He's brought in in one scene by the FBI. To, oh, see, to, now that's that, yeah.
2: that would take me completely out of the story, yeah. because I would, I'd be calling nonsense the entire time.
0: Yeah, like he like is brought in because he knows, and this is kind of weird, and it's not a spoiler or anything, but after, like, they set up, the FBI takes over the investigation, they set up shop in, like, a warehouse. They have, like, a two-scale representation of, like, the, of the neighborhood where it is like in tape and everything and like little uh, like drawings and stuff of just structures and everything so they bring Mark Wahlberg in because he knows Boston so they're like looking through and it's like okay is he well, the only
2: Boston police officer that knows Boston
0: exactly exactly so it, it is that is very troublesome and it's it is so clearly like he's so integral to the story that I didn't have a problem with it when I first saw it, because I assumed he was a real character. Like he was, he was a real true character. Um And just knowing that it is that he isn't, that he's just a, com- a composite, not even a composite character. Yeah, he's just a, he's just a fictional character in, in involved. And like, it's throughout every step of the entire investigation and in manhunt. He is there uh, the, and it's, they, yeah. they
1: should have just structured the story differently. instead that,
2: of it, having it, it's, Totally it's, agree. It's, yeah. Sounds like they just wanted to, to put Mark Wahlberg in this mm-hmm. film. And, yeah, they need a star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's which that's is very disappointing. Yeah,
0: and uh, and that it's colored my uh, retroactively kind of colored my opinion of the movie a little yeah. bit. And I have read. I ha- for some reason I'm I'm out of the loop on this. Apparently in 2013 he made some statements about 911. Yeah, yeah. If
2: I was on that plane, if I, yeah, like
0: his actual statement was: If I was on that, pl- if I was on the plane with my family. That that plane wouldn't have wouldn't have gone down.
2: I was like, it's okay, like, hero. Yeah,
0: and like people were like, all right, cool. You know, so my family doesn't care about you know the like the family that that families of the people that died in there. Like they they don't care. Yeah, like was, you can't you can't say that. So, and I
2: like Mark Wahlberg, but mm-hmm. that was a giant douche moment on his part.
0: Absolutely, and uh, and it's weird because now he's do like lone survivor and right. uh, Deepwater Horizon and now Patriots Day. It's like maybe maybe reel it back a little bit there <laughs> yeah um uh, but yeah so patriots day in the moment was pretty good i i enjoyed it um friend of the show alex wolf did a good job in it um <laughs> <laughs> did he play like, talked to him, like for the young minutes. kid that got arrested or um yep he he was the he was the younger Jokhar, of the i don't know why yeah. i remember that yep. name um. Yeah. Wow. He. He. That's the character he plays. He's, wow. he's the uh, the younger of the two bombers. Wow. Um. And the the relationship between the two brothers and it is is pretty pretty well done. Um, it, I, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's some interesting stuff that I I didn't even know about um, regarding the investigation. But yeah. Wow. So that's that's Patriots Day. It was it was okay in the moment, and then it kind of left a sour taste. Your review afterwards. makes me
2: not want to watch it now.
0: Yeah. I I, I, I actually do want to
2: see it. Oh. I remember
1: I was so intrigued by that manhunt.
0: Oh, I was too. Me too. I mean, I couldn't. Oh, yeah. I yeah. stayed
1: up really late to watch yeah. like the news and stuff. Yeah. And
0: I need to research more, but there's like elements in the movie that's like it. I don't know. Like I just kind of assumed that it went down the way that it did in the movie, but now that I know that there's a little bit of a well, how I mean, know, how to go down? I mean, there's like a firefight in the street. Um. with yeah. the, With the brothers. And, yeah. Yeah. No. Like, with
2: the brother. No, 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 yeah, no. brothers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the they and they ended up finding the uh the a, alive one in the boat, boat. in the guy's yeah. yard, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but
0: the way that the, the the firefight in the street is depicted is like, oh, uh, like it is like heart pounding. It is like intense. It's Pe- uh is good at really that. Fun. Yeah, he totally. he can, he can
2: shoot a a yeah. uh, firefight
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Obsessive Viewer, um, which can be found at obsessiveviewer.com, of course. The show notes for this episode can be found at obsessiveviewer.com slash OV201. And uh, next week, I have no idea what we're doing. Um, maybe extended potpourri, maybe yeah. something like that. i
1: got some stuff I can bring up
0: okay sweet i'll uh i have i have some stuff too
1: i actually did watch the oa so oh
0: nice yeah. nice uh so yeah we'll probably do an extended potpourri um yeah and then yeah uh, thank you fecus for for joining us once thank again. you for having me yeah. i always enjoy it i'm glad that i i'm glad that i can compel compel both of you guys really to watch a movie that you have no interest to right yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Actually, it's mostly Mike. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm super glad that I got to see it. So, yeah?
0: thank Mike because he's the reason that I <laughs> wanted to see it too. Um, so yeah. So uh, if you guys like what you hear and you want to support the podcast, you can do that by heading over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the easier will be for people to find the show in iTunes' search results and in the highly competitive film and TV uh, category. And if you want to show your support with your wallet, you can do that by clicking the Donate button on ObsessiveViewer.com for a one-time donation, or by clicking the Donate link in the show notes of this episode. You can also become a patron at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer, where you can choose from uh, several different reward tiers. Any donations made will help pay the fees to keep the podcast running, so we can continue to provide you with uh the next two hundred episodes of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and uh I think that'll about do it. Um thanks again Fecus and that says it. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: Thank you for listening to the obsessive viewer presented by obsessiveviewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast app. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loud Like from their EP Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. You can email the hosts individually at Matt, Tiny, or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com or send an email to the podcast in general at podcast at ObsessiveViewer.com. Check out the Obsessive Viewer blog at ObsessiveViewer.com where we post movie and TV reviews and the occasional editorial about the business of entertainment. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer and follow us on Twitter at ObsessiveViewer, at ObsessiveTiny, and at I am Mike White. If you want more obsessive content in your life, check out our sister site, ObsessiveBookNerd.com, for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. You can find that at the secularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the podcatcher of your choice. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other.